0: restaurant unstoppable episode 678 with stacy poon kinney
1: so literally my whole life was always food whether my mom was at work or i was at my great grandmother and great grandfather's house like there was always some kind of food situation going on that's like how i knew it's how i knew what love looked and felt like was food like from the beginning
0: are you ready for it factors success stories For years, restaurant owners have been pleading for more integration in their restaurants, and they finally got it. Restaurant 365 is a cloud-based, all-in-one, restaurant-specific accounting and back-office platform that seamlessly integrates with POS systems, payroll providers, and food and beverage vendors. Head over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable and qualify for 30% off implementation and a free inventory build in Restaurant 365 a value of $5,000. Were you aware that 89% of guests will research a restaurant online before dining out? This is why it is so important for you to be mindful of what your online presence is. Visit getbento.com slash unstoppable to sign up for your Bento Box website today. Bento Box empowers restaurants to own their presence, profits, and relationships online. One more time, that is get slash unstoppable. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Stacy Poon Kinney. Stacy, are you feeling unstoppable today?
1: I am Absolutely feeling unstoppable and maybe a little stubborn. Oh, okay. I feel like they're almost the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Let's dive into your story. So, as a uh, descendant of restaurant operator, Stacy Poonkini caught the restaurant bug early. After eight years of managing a restaurant chain, Stacy and her father took over Megan's Cafe in 2007. After a successful two-year run, Stacy decided to rebrand to the Trails Eatery and expanded the restaurant footprint to twice the size. But her success was followed by near total failure in 2011. On the urge of the losing total hope, Stacy reached out to the Food Network's, sorry, the Food Network, and Robert Irvine's. Restaurant Impossible, not Restaurant Unstoppable, but Restaurant <laughs> Impossible. Uh, I was kind of worried when I was getting started that that was too close and I was going to get in trouble. But I haven't heard from him yet. Maybe no, after this news. interview. that's good news. That's good news. He protects for me, right? his
1: brand pretty uh, strongly. <laughs> okay. So does restaurant, or so does Food Network. They're pretty yes. wild about that. <laughs> so they
0: reached out to Restaurant Impossible's mm-hmm. Robert Irvine and. Uh, they did great work i mean from that point uh that it was great for your brand uh that he had some great advice from you and then from there you've even taken it further and you've grown ever since according to what we were just talking about and i cannot wait to dive into your story and how you did it the and what you learned from robert but let's get a motivational inspirational ball rolling With a success quote or mantra, what do you got for us?
1: Okay, so my mantra um, for the restaurant is actually from Walt Disney. And um, one of my favorite things that he said is that the magic is in the details. Mm. It's all
0: magic. And you do have an eye for detail because as we're about to hit record on the cameras... You were like, I don't know if we should be looking into, is that the ladies' bathroom or the men's bathroom?
1: You know, we're in California, so that uh, is the
2: bathroom.
0: The bathroom. <laughs> 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 oh, you do have that eye for detail. I've already picked yeah. up on it. And um, I mean, where does this start to make sense sharing your story? Because uh, hmm. you, you found out early. I know that you, your first experience in an actual restaurant was around a young age or... I was shrimp, a kid I mean right? like, yeah
1: I mean I grew up in kitchens yeah. um, my mom and dad split when I was young and my mom uh, you know she waited tables and mm-hmm. cooked and managed in different um, restaurant facilities everything from like fine dining all the way through institutional like cooking in hospitals and that kind of thing um, so I was raised in every kind of kitchen you could possibly imagine okay. I mean from the time I can remember and my great-grandmother and great-grandfather who raised my mom they were um, chefs so like my great-grandfather was like a chef chef like he worked in Jack's yeah. on the beach in wow. Santa Monica. He fed the Rat Pack, like oh, that cool. whole thing. So they raised her. So literally, my whole life was always food. Whether my mom was at work or I was at my great grandmother and great grandfather's house, like there was always some kind of food situation going on. That's like how I knew, it's how I knew what love looked and felt like mm. was food. Like how from I knew the knew beginning, what
0: love looked and felt like what did love look and feel like? My back
1: great then. grandma's fried chicken. The mm.
0: end. Bam. If like,
1: <laughs> like I walked up the stairs of their apartment and I could smell fried chicken. I was like, oh, oh my
0: gosh. God. What did you so, learn from the, like just <clears throat> reflecting back at those times, knowing what you know now? Mm-hmm. What were the things that your, your grandparents and your, and your parents and the people that were influencing early on, what, what did you learn from them?
1: Wow, how much time do we have? Yeah, <laughs> we have as long as you want. That's a, that's I've gone really as long as an question. hour
0: and 40 minute recording. Wow, so wow. I'm not in a hurry if you're not in a hurry. In a hurry.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's a big question. I, I think I learned... Um, I learned to respect food Mm. Um, and I learned that food is something like food is, is a way for us to share who we are with each other. Mm. Um, And it's a way for us to connect with other people. Like Mm -hmm. there's literally, I think nothing in our lives that can bring different people together in a way that offers them this, like, I don't know, this like peaceful opportunity to make a connection other than food. Like you can sit across the table from somebody that, you know, an hour before you didn't understand at all and walk away like hugging. Mm. Like, food, like, I don't know that there's anything else culturally that gives us that opportunity. It,
0: you know, it's so amazing. And, like I used to think that my passion was truly just food mm-hmm. when I was younger, but I, I slowly started to realize that like, I love what food does yeah. and it's what food does. That's the, like the incredible thing And to, to compound on what you're saying. It brings people together. It, it lowers guards. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's how we take care of each other by feeding each other. You know, it's yeah. like how else do you show you care? Yeah. other than like providing you know sustenance to somebody, yeah. like life to somebody, you know? Like
1: if you're like looking for a partner, I think the sexiest thing you could say is like, hey, have you eaten yet? Mm. Like, can I make
2: something <laughs> for you? <laughs>
1: like, awesome. Yes, that's like that. I think, you know, I think that's like the cat's meow, if somebody would do so, that.
0: Like, <laughs> so when you were a kid, did you start dreaming about your own place? Is this when you started like having the vision? Nice. I was like
1: maybe eight or nine. And okay. I remember clearly, I even remember I was standing. I was at my, uh, like this diner that my mom worked at at the time. And I'd come after school and say, like, hey mom, I'm like, oh, I want to do this one day. And she was like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm yeah. like, why not? She's like, honey, people, imperishables. Imperishables you don't want to mess with all of that. Mm. It's just too much. You're smarter than that. I was like, thanks mom. So I kind of like, I I literally sort of like put the dream in my back pocket. I was like, that's fine. And two years later at 11, I'm peeling shrimp in that same kitchen. Um, just, you know, to make some pocket money. We didn't have two pennies to rub together. Mm -hmm. I had a really good life. Ooh, sorry. I'm handsy. (laughs) Um, so we had a really good life. Um, I, I, I didn't feel like I wanted anything, but like if I did want something, I had to work for it. You know what I mean? It yeah. was definitely like a, a one pair of shoes at a time kind of existence. And it was, it was fine. Like, I didn't, like I said, I didn't feel like I was lacking anything, but like if I wanted a second pair of shoes, I want, I was going to yeah. have to work for it. And yeah. I, did, I loved it. I was stoked. Yeah. So like peeling shrimp with like frozen hands and building box lunches and going on catering events and like, you know, like building beautiful, like catering backdrops so that the servers could come in and like drop the food and that kind of thing. And, I loved it. It was such a cool opportunity. I mean, totally illegal for me to work in that kitchen, but nobody cared. Um, <laughs> and interestingly, there was a lady named Tony that worked all those catering events with me. And later when I bought Megan's Cafe, she ended up working with me through her retirement. Oh, wow. Like, it was so cool to just kind of come full circle. Like, she literally taught me about, like, serving and, like, and catering. And I took all that catering information that I started learning at 11 and kind of kept going until I was maybe 14 or 15. I took all that information and I was able to, like, um, parlay that into future, like, professional opportunities. I think it can be so
0: powerful, too, to get kids working at a young age. I I mean, why not? I mean, I I think until recently it's been kind of frowned upon. Like, kids, you, you know, used to start working. Younger, a lot. I mean, I'm not talking like sweat shop or anything like that. <laughs> I was like, wow. But, but you know, like <laughs> okay. I grew up, like same, just like, yeah. yeah, I grew up in a restaurant. Like it's, it's, my parents owned the restaurant so they could get me working legally, legally yeah. as young as they, they wanted to. Um, but just knowing the value between, just knowing what money, the value of money, like earning the value money. Of money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I think my parents also taught me at a young age too that, well, do you want that or do you need that? Yeah. Like, and, and that having to get it yourself kind of helps you. Gauge, you know, do I really need this or do I want it? You yeah. know Was that? Do you notice the same thing? No, I,
1: I do. I think I think that it really gives you an opportunity to kind of um, to to learn about the, the world and finances and, and value. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you the difference. My son, he works here from time to time. Um, he's getting his food. How healers. old is he now? He's now thirteen. Okay. He's almost fourteen, which is. Wow. wow, to me. I know. Um when we bought the restaurant, he was walking under the tables. Oh, so like the difference is insane. He's six feet tall now. Oh wow. Yeah, he's giant. Um so but he's been working in the restaurant for the last two years and you wanna I'll tell you why. Wow. Because this child decided to spend a whole bunch of money on his Xbox which ah. has my credit card <laughs> attached to it though I had warned him it's very easy to do don't push yes you mm. don't know what you're spending so I get my credit card statement and I was like uh, mm, mm. so it was like 240 bucks right wow. and I was like it was right before Christmas break uh, alright <laughs> if you want to be a big enough kid to spend money let me tell you how much it takes to earn
2: money yeah.
1: so I think minimum wage was 11 bucks an hour at the time I was like so that might be about $10 after taxes yeah. Oh, and to work in my restaurant, you need non-slip shoes. You'll have to purchase those for yourself. Those are forty dollars. <laughs> um, so he spent his winter break putting dishes away for us, and it was great because we were super busy. <laughs> yeah. You know, four hours at a time. So I definitely honored that. You know, that part. Like, you know, they're not supposed to work more than four hours. And frankly, at eleven, he was useless after four hours. <laughs> um, but you know, he had to come in and bust it out. I said, "Don't complain." Yeah. Ask questions when you need to. Um, ask for help when you need it. But this
0: is your job. But, but you, he appreciates the Xbox a whole lot more now because of it. Well, I'll tell you so.
1: what. He also appreciates the opportunity to earn money. And he decided that he liked working. Nice. So at the end, I mean, he's also sort of a character. So he was like, thanks, Mom. I actually really yeah. like this. Can I do it again soon? I was like, oh, I this is think- not punishment. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he values money now. And so now he says to me, like, hey, I want to go on. He wants to go on the eighth grade trip, which is thousands of dollars to send them to the East coast and do this like history trip for a week during spring break. Like that's cool. I'll pay for half. You pay for half. Mm. So you can work half of it off in the restaurant over your holidays and part of your summer. So he's like plenty of time to do it. Cause he should still have time to yeah. be a kid. But yeah, I want him to know like that trip. It's hard work to get on, and it's going to be because that's my hard work. I yeah. explained to him like, "Hey, you want this? It, I earn this much money in a day based on my salary, and then if I'm lucky, and we don't pay for a new water heater and a new refrigerator and a new cause this just ha- and a new point of sale system, right. like we're literally my profitability for the you know last quarter of the year is." gone like you know so if we can really only ever count on the salary that i'm making so that's x amount of dollars a day so how many days is it going to take me to pay for your trip
0: uh, don't make me you know do what I mean? <laughs> Like,
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I asked yes. him that. Like, hey, like, let's, let's think about like the value of this. This is how hard I'm working. Are you willing to meet me there? Mm-hmm. So his answer is yes. So I'm like, cool.
0: The moral of the story, make your kid get a job in a restaurant and oh learn goodness. the value of the dollar. Because it's just a great young skill to have. Yeah. Just, or just a young knowledge to have the value of a dollar. right? What it takes to get the things I want. right? Can and we also ask ethic.
1: everybody to work in a restaurant at some point in their life? Or oh they're like, not allowed to eat in one? <laughs> really like let's be yeah, real and honest Like, there's a lot of restaurateurs that are listening to us but yeah. I mean that's the thing it's like I think that once you've worked in this industry you understand just how to interact yeah. with people in and yeah. all the rest of your life in a different way yeah. it just has so much value You learn how to carry a whole bunch so of stuff so
0: many life skills I mean <laughs> up. so many life skills and I think it's, <coughs> oh, it's no you're good at that. you mentioned before we started the recording that you're recovering from was a bronchitis or pneumonia. No, pneumonia I have pneumonia but well, I'm here thank you so much yeah. for for powering through that to join us today I really appreciate it Please. um so You've you know been working in this industry a long time. You have eight years managing a chain restaurant. Uh, What was going on before between ten years? Okay, thank you for correcting me.
1: Twelve. If you put all of the different chains that I managed before, so So, lots of get super aerial and just kind of list
0: the places you work between you know, childhood and like young adulthood before?
1: Well, I won't say the one I worked at as a child because that was okay. pretty illegal. Okay. Um, but it was very sweet of them to teach me so many things. <laughs> um, and then I also I worked at McDonald's and was a manager there as a teenager. Okay. So I was um, managing uh, grown-ups uh, yeah. at 15 or 16. And then I worked at uh, the Marble Slab, which was a really similar concept to Cold Stone, and I was a manager there. Um, and then I worked at San Diego or, uh, UCSD catering and I ran, um, the front desk for catering sales, which is my only office job because I don't sit well.
2: Okay, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. Literally. I put my
1: notice in and they were like, so when, when is your notice going to be oh, like, what are you going to work through? And I was like, um, I think today. They're like, that doesn't really count as notice. I was like, I know, I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. They're like, we know, we love you. Um, so I ended up working also um, at another like mom and pop restaurant that was related to Megan's Cafe. Okay. It was pre-Megan's Cafe. It was, um, what was it called? Country Comfort. Okay. Um, and then I also... Um, then what did I do after that then I worked at rock bottom yeah for all those years
0: okay so So, rock bottom is where you really got your, like you leaned into your management skills I leaned into
1: my management skills there yeah and I managed the floor at um, Megan's Cafe I don't know I always kind of get sucked into being a manager it's just who I am
0: I think it's a great way to get to learn like if you want to learn about systems processes procedures coming up in a a corporate corporate. chain or a franchise you'll learn so much about that and it will set the standard of what that should look like if you ever go and like open your own place which I'm sure that that served you really well it did but then you
1: know the the other part of that is there's also all these safety nets right there's a corporate office Mm. so you have an HR issue on site you call your HR office you have Mm. a payroll issue on site you call your payroll office so they're doing all the nuts and bolts and I think that's the thing that a lot of people get in trouble around Mm -hmm. right like oh I can do this like I'm really great at running a restaurant. Yeah, sure. But are you great at payroll, marketing, yeah. HR? You know what I mean? Like you're going to wear all the hats all of a sudden. Can you handle that? Yeah. So, or are you going to, or do you have a plan for how you're going to outsource that? Now, how are you going to pay for that? Yeah. Right? Like, but I think all, these, all these things
0: like at the same time, I think that's set, kind of setting you up to, to know like, you know, we need to, Essentially, all those things that you just listed were the tools that you that you provide your team so they can do the job right you 're giving them the tools they need to do the job so they can focus on the operations on the floor right but, like, but thinking like a big business as a small business thinking about like, you, you see that like a business has all these parts and yeah. eventually like you, need, you, you know that you have the aiming point that you need to like eventually get all these pieces all these appendages yeah right but that, the
1: other thing is is even looking at the numbers so I ran the numbers for our restaurant we were uh, I think when I left, we were $6.8 million, um, a year. So wow. we're big. Yeah, 13,000 square feet, 550 seats, 270 employees. It was a, it was a beast. That's huge. Yeah. And that, we're so, talking about rock bottom We're talking right about rock bottom yeah. So, so we went from that to eight-person you know, staff here doing a couple hundred grand a year. Big, and here's the difference. thing that we always said when we were looking at numbers at rock bottom was that um, volume hides everything.
2: What do you mean by that?
1: What I mean is that you can't see the little bits and pieces that are missing that fall off that um, aren't working right when you have all this volume telling you that you're hitting your percentages and everything's great. Right? Yeah. There's all these little ways that it could be better, little tweaks that should be happening, um, small wares that are disappearing, but you write it off because... You know you get the
0: cash flow.
1: You have the cash flow. And as far as numbers go across the country, you still look good. Yeah. Now you take that and you drill down to a day-to-day, hour-to-hour. Now tell me what it looks like because that's what's running a small business is like. Yep. It's a whole different game. Mm. So then you're talking about... Um, and actually, the chef at Rock Bottom, um, Alberto, is the one who who really taught me this lesson he because he also had the best food cost in the entire country Alberto Alberto okay. and so we had um, close to 200 restaurants in the corporation at the time and um, this is before Gordon Biersch bought them and at that time Alberto ran the best numbers in the whole country and he would say to me mija why are you throwing away the end of that carrot i guess that's at the end of the carrot. <laughs> and he was like, no, that's for soup stock. Yeah. like, you know, I just learned so many lessons.
0: Everything can be used. And right?
1: That literally, he's like, everything has a purpose. There is yep. no
0: waste in this kitchen. Awesome. And uh, so
1: that was like a, that was a big lesson just coming from the sh- front of the house. I <clears> want to make sure <throat> we're not jumping Sorry. over
0: any key. No, you're, I mean, I'm sure I was kind of anticipating spending a lot of time at rock bottom, but yeah. was, are we lo- overlooking any key experiences, any key mentors, anything that's worth bringing to the surface before getting into like what? Alberto taught you and like other mentors taught you during your time at rock bottom
1: so I mean yeah Alberto was like a great mentor for me at rock bottom in that way and also in drilling down in numbers and that kind of thing and, and seeing the um, seeing everything in between like really paying attention to his staff what they were doing with the, with the time in between the tasks he was asking them to do and, and not just asking his people uh, you know for what he needed from them but, but being a leader in that space and showing mm. them what they needed and then um, holding them accountable to yep. showing up for their job every day and all the guys that worked in the kitchen really it was all men that was something that I was like This could be different. Um. (laughs) Well, I'm curious. Um, You mentioned one thing which is really
0: important, right? Lead by example. It's not enough to say this is do this, Mm -hmm. do this, and this is how you do it, and this is to the standard I want See you doing it, but you can. You have and to let show let me show you how. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, but you have to be the example. You have <clears> to <throat> set the pace with your with your body, with and show them what it looks like, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, we just don't have that aiming point, right?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So you
0: got to show them that picture of perfection. But how do they? How did he hold people to standards? Because that's one thing that you said he did really well too, is holding people to standards. Yeah. Well, do you? Did you can you break that down for us? And I mean, like, it
1: was he was he was a present manager. Okay. So he was present in terms of, um, you know, just being around, but he was also mentally present. It's one thing to be in a space it's another thing to actually be engaged in your space so he was always engaged and when he would see something he'd have a conversation hey I you know if if we're going to dice I'd like it to be diced to this standard this is the size dice I want Mm -hmm. I don't want anything bigger I don't want anything smaller ready go okay yeah that looks good move on Mm -hmm. Um, and I think any great chef looks like that you know a great chef is teaching constantly any great restaurant I think any great leader is teaching constantly so when you say you're leading by example oftentimes that doesn't mean necessarily that you're doing the whole thing but that you're willing to teach the person who needs to do that yep. job how to do the job
0: well. Yeah and it kind of uh, reminds me and I, and I always go back like Danny I probably sold more of Danny Meyer's books than anybody else. Danny Meyer uh well, actually it would be Danny Meyer. I always say Danny Meyers, but it's I'm actually Danny not Meyer. familiar at all. Oh. I feel like I should take a note. <laughs> yeah but, but he, in that book he's always talking about that constant gentle pressure. Mm. Right? And and that's what I hear from Alberto is that he he had that like when things were shifting from the standard he'd come back and be like this is how I want the yeah, this absolutely. To this standard. But yeah. he didn't bar Right, it he just showed hard. you how to do it, yeah. and like this, and he set that, exa- that that example. And yeah. don't lose your shit because that's mm-hmm. your job. To, I think to set, that every once that in a while, yeah. it's
1: worth losing your shit okay. for sure. Um, I, I think when uh, sometimes you need to, like when you're that kind of person who doesn't lose their shit, and then something happens and you do, people really listen. So I reserve losing my shit for health and safety yeah. risks. But so you know, somebody but, wasn't handling food on my line right. And I just talked to them about it two other times. Yep. I lost my shit. You mean a- I had some like cursing yeah. and some like yelling. And, and then I walked away, and then I do the thing that I do as a parent. I circle back a couple hours later so everybody's hurt feelings can calm down. And I say, now let's sit down and talk about why this was a problem.
0: I think you bring up a good point because that's your ten, right? Yeah. But you don't want to live up at ten because people will start; they won't take what you say seriously if you're always up at ten. Also, who but
1: wants it, to live at ten? Yeah, exactly. Like, but if, but, uh, if you, but if you
0: but if you cruise at five and six, and every once in a while you have, you go up to eight or nine, yeah. but you reserve that ten for yeah. like the you cross the line yeah. and like you got to know like I can't go to a yeah. ten. And but I think it's important to like to know what your what your your levels are so you. Yeah, aren't always extreme, but like you know, I, think I agree with what you're saying. is basically yeah. what I'm what I'm trying to say. Here. Okay, listen. Literally
1: two weeks ago, I was dying. I couldn't breathe. I came in. I was working my butt off. Somebody would call yeah. out sick. Like today, somebody called out sick too. I didn't. I just didn't. I don't have any movement on my staff right now. We've had a bunch of changes fast. It's just how it happens, right? Yeah. So I'm out here running a shift, and and I'm. Literally, I turned eleven tables at the end of our day, and I asked—I had asked our service staff who they were kind of working towards their checkout, doing their side work. Hey guys, I need you to back me up today. Hey guys, I need you to be present yeah. for me today. I'd had—I called them all into the service station. I'm like, I can't breathe. Yeah, this I is need the, you the to do pneumonia. as much as I yeah. can. Yeah, this, And it was two weeks ago, so it was yeah. full dying. fledged. Yeah. yeah. So I come around the corner, and one of my guys is. Sitting, talking to some people who are off work already. I oh. lost well, my
2: shit. Oh. <laughs> you know?
1: With what I, what shit I had to lose that day. I didn't have much to lose, but it was <laughs> no, I there. I hear you. So uh, I mean, like, whatever. Every once in a while, I think it's worthwhile. And yeah. I think, like, people, like, go, oh, wow. Like, because I'm super chill yeah. the rest of the time. I'm probably, like, a two. But I'm, I'm, I'm touching base. I'm talking to people. Mm-hmm. I'm asking them um, to to i call it the bumpers like oh a little bit yeah. this way oh a little bit that way Guy you know i every the, moment's a teaching the, moment the edge of the river yeah, yeah like hey guys we're just gonna move back this way yeah. right and that's fine and i love it and i'm and i have fun with them and i'm i'm silly with them and like i love my team
0: like I they're my it. family and it shows because even like uh, we'll get into this i don't want to get too far ahead but when you're on restaurant impossible um mm. Your people had your back. And it was yes. obvious that your people had your back, and you only have someone's back if, they, if you have their back. So yeah. it's it's clear that your people know that you have their back. But every yeah. once in a while, you got to you got to be the bad guy. You got to set the standard. You got you got to let when people people know that their behavior is not acceptable. That. Um,
1: I was going to tell you about mentors, and so you're talking yeah, yeah, about please. this whole like um, thing about having people's back, and and I really learned what that meant from Matt Okita at okay. Rock Bottom. He what? taught me about. Who's was Matt Okita first? So Matt Okita was the GM, okay. and I was his AGM. Okay. And um, But uh, before that, he hired me as a server when he was the GM there. Then he left, worked at another restaurant, and I came up in management nice. under a different GM. Okay. And then he transferred back. and and that's kind of right as like my life was changing. I had gotten married, I got pregnant, I had my son and so it was all the, during these like pretty momentous times for me um, but I always had this affinity for him because he had hired me and he mm. was there like the first six months that I was there and then I worked with him um, sort of indirectly because of other corporate things. You know, he was here on the West Coast and I was involved with um, like I taught uh, the ABC classes, you know, the alcohol safe service classes yep. across the entire West Coast and then I trained all the other trainers and then I also dealt with all of our bank quits and like getting all of that um you know sort of okay. standardized for everybody across the west coast and did a lot of marketing and whatever so i did lots of things outside of what i did and then i also trained managers so i trained about 200 managers for rock bottom the company with our team at rock bottom la jolla so
0: so what did matt teach you what, what so how did he form you
1: matt okita he um he taught me about what it meant to just genuinely care in a professional environment about somebody because mm. I think that's a tough line right to show care and concern and like be in somebody's life and be there for them yeah have their back yep. but also maintain these like boundaries and rules and roles inside of a corporate space
0: get specific how did he teach uh, you that what, what does that look like how, do, how, do, how can you take that lesson and pass it on to my listeners
1: Um, I was pregnant, which nobody likes in the restaurant industry. That's the truth. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, yeah. It is. It's true. Yeah. Uh, And I was assistant general manager. So I was there all the time. Like, I mean, I worked 70 hours a week. So he sat me down. He goes, listen, kid, (laughs) you're going to have to work less. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's Uh, like, you get to work 45, uh, 50 hours a week right now. And then when you come back, you only get to work 40 hours a week. So you have to figure out a way to use your time you know, in a, in a way that's, you know, wise and you're going to have to get better about delegating Mm. because other people need to do a lot of the stuff that you do. So get a plan together. Let me know how I can help you. So he really taught me so much about delegating. Like he was caring for me by telling me like I had to work less, which is crazy. thing. Um, He was caring for me. And then my pregnancy got a little complicated, not terribly, but I wasn't allowed to do stairs because I was having um, like Braxton Hicks, like contractions early, five months. Wow. And so they're like, no stairs. Oh, uh, we were a two store re- two story <laughs> restaurant. That was kind of a problem. Yeah. Our office was upstairs. Oh, Our banquet room was upstairs. So he was like, you get to go upstairs one time to check all of the stuff in the office. And he was like, and you get to go upstairs one time. If there's a banquet, somebody else can be in charge of that. Yeah. He's like, you've trained them all enough. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and then the man bought me, a recliner. Oh my gosh. And put it in the chef's office. Oh my gosh. And he's like, I expect that you sit in this twice a shift at least. That's awesome. Like, but that's like love. That's some crazy stuff. But i but- will
0: Sorry. No, 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 please, please.
1: <clears throat> but he also was willing to like share his life with me and his stories and his whys, And he was willing to do that with all of our stuff. And he was willing to like check in and, and remember the little things about people's lives. Like, Hey, I heard your aunt was sick. What's going on? How can we support you? Uh, you know, he kind of always kept his ear to the ground and, and knew what was going on before somebody would come in and have the talk with him in the office. Like, you know, Hey, I, I hear you're going back to school. Um, you know, is there something that you need from us? Is there a way that we can back you up in that situation? like that's so exciting or you don't like you don't look like yourself today what's going on
0: yes you know like
1: just the check-in like I care about you as a human I don't just care about the job that you come in you're not just a number you're not just like you know um, labor yep But you're a person with a life and that matters to me. So we always found the time to connect with people on that level. So
0: you're showing us the side of the manager that needs to truly authentically care for the employee. But where is that line drawn? Where do you draw that line? How did he walk that line and bounce that line?
1: So like Matt never went to a a party, you know, but he also had a family. It's interesting because... I thought he was so old then. And it literally like was I'm his age. Like, no. no, like he was in his forties. Like <laughs> okay. I'm his age with kids the age his kids yeah, were then. Yeah. And he just had a grandkid. He texted me, he was like, Hey, like I'm grandbabies anyways I was old then? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh my god. Oh, that's coming for me one day. Yeah. Um so anyhow, um, what did you ask? The I line, lost like, completely. Like, the so you, line you, you, so you showed yeah, us that like, like,
0: you, p- you painted that picture of what caring uh, looks like, right? Yeah. But w- where is that line? You said never going to parties.
1: So yeah, Matt's never going to like go hang out after work. He's not going to do any of that because he has he has a family, like, yeah. and that's going to be his priority after that. But um, he also isn't going to like bend the rules of the business because of that. Like, he wants to know what your situation is, but he's also going to say like, my my thing that I also have to care for is how all of this works together. So in caring for each other, we're going to make sure that we do this based on the structure that we have set up, Mm. right? The structure's there for a reason. So it shows care and respect for each other if we utilize the structure. So if you need this time off, um, you know, I'm going to make sure that I can do that for you after this schedule. In the meantime, anytime somebody needs this time off where the schedule's already out, can can you try to work on getting those covered? We'll also look for those so you. the line is, you know what is what respecting
0: I mean? the boundaries it's that, the, that you, you built these systems, these processes, these procedures, these protocols. Like Those are the lines, yeah. right? And you, and you operate within those lines. Yeah. Um, is, that, is that kind of what I'm picking Absolutely. up? Absolutely. Okay.
1: And, and they're always there for a reason, right? You've yeah. built them that way for the, a reason. Or your corporate office has built them that way for a reason. Now, also, he was one of those people that if there was, there was something from corporate that in our store, it didn't make sense. And that happened. He was willing to say to corporate in our store... That doesn't make sense. And I loved that about him. He was fearless. They hated it. Well, I mean, it's good. It's, but, it, you
0: need that little bit of, make, just as much as you need order and structure, you need chaos. You need that thing that's going to be up there and challenge reality and, and fight order and structure because. You, you want, because we're constantly evolving. Industries are constantly evolving. You yeah. need to challenge status quo.
1: And I think it's, it wasn't necessarily challenging like the order, right? Like, yeah, yeah, we're about that order. We're about having these boundaries, right? That's helpful for us, ultimately. Yeah. But if they're the wrong ones for who we are in this space, because La Jolla was a very yeah. different store. No, you're, like, you're tying our hands behind our back. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't do the Can job evolve. we're supposed yeah. to do. So, yeah, I mean, change and evolving, that's like a whole nother thing. Like, I'm yeah. all about that. Like, that's, that is... Everything.
0: But the big thing I'm, I'm, I'm picking up from you in Matt, Matt, right, yeah. Mike or Matt, Matt, Matt. Um, is that and the the Milo, Milo, Angela or Maya, Angela, Maya, Angelo Maya yeah. <laughs> quote keeps coming to my mind that people won't remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel, yeah. and that's what caring looks like is yeah. how you make people feel, showing it's you know showing them that you care with your actions, yeah. right, and your interest in them, and not just going through the motions, but taking the time to pause mm-hmm. and say. Who cares about work right now? How are you? What do you need mm-hmm. to be happy? And I think that's kind of what I pulled from that story.
1: And I think that's like caring about work though, right? Yeah. Like, So if, if you're caring about somebody's life and who they are as a person, like they're going to work
0: for you. You're only as good as the people that you surround yourself with, right? You,
1: you are. But the other thing is, is that people don't work for companies. They work for people. Yes. Right? Yes. So be that person that people want to work for.
0: Be a person first and a company second. Yeah, right?
1: absolutely. Yeah, and be a person inside of a company that knows who it is, right? Mm-hmm. That acts almost as if it is a person or as if it is, um, you know, like the business is a family, mm-hmm. right? So that, that's what we do here. We have yeah. a sign. I'll show it to you later. It says, you know, the Trails family. And then it says like what we are. Who are we? These are the qualities that define who we are. Why is know? it so
0: important to write that down?
1: Um, I think I wanted it in a place where people would look at it every day. It's important to write it down because it's important to remember the tenants that are guiding us, right? Mm-hmm. Like our mission, okay, that's one thing, right? Um, uh, but our our values, right? Yeah. That's a whole nother thing. They, mission, vision, values, they, right? Yeah, so they,
0: they need to be uh, refreshed because... We're human. We're not gonna remember perbatim the twelve or ten or whatever yeah. list of values that you yeah. created when we went through orientation. Yeah. Like it needs to be something that you live every day. It needs to be top of mind. It needs to be exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Our um,
1: culture is not just what people see on paper. Our culture is enacted in every yes. moment, in every step of service, in yes. every interaction, not only that we have with our guests, but that we have with each other.
0: So, so. we've kind of we've we've talked a little bit about um, trails up, up to this point, trails eatery, but before we really dive into when you, know, you started living intentionally to make your your restaurant your, your own restaurant come to fruition, uh, is there anything else that we haven't discussed up to this point, any key mentors, any key lessons that are worth pulling to the surface before taking a break to thank our sponsors and dive into your journey as an entrepreneur and restaurateur?
1: I think that my mom doesn't get enough credit Ooh. publicly. And I I think that's hard for me because so much of our story has been restaurant impossible. Yeah. Um, and, and it's the thing people know best about us, mm-hmm. um, about me and about the trails. Um, and, and that's great. I'm so grateful for that. But that story was really based in my father and our relationship, um, you know, in terms of the business. Right. So he is my business partner. I like mm-hmm. to call him my not so silent business partner <laughs> um, because he is in the medical field. Like he is not in the food service industry this is my forte so like you know dad ponied up a ton of money and I ran away with it Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he is he's not my food story he's not and he gets all the credit for that and it kills me because I grew up in my mom's kitchen mm. I grew up in restaurants because my dad didn't pay child support sorry dad it was real um you know my mom was busting her butt to make it work because she had to and food was the way that we were able to do it um and uh, you know and she was also this parent that never shooed me out of the kitchen and she served me so well because of that and she never shooed me away from her job like I would just literally show up after school like hey <laughs> what's
2: going on yeah. you know
1: because I love being there you know yeah. um, and she just always kind of like brought me into the fold when I like walk in the kitchen I'm like mom can I help you she always said yes
0: how can we how can, what can we uh, distill from this What, what are the, what's the lesson you want us to, to take away from who your mother was and how she treated you
1: Um, I think that the lesson is that when you have somebody who's curious about something that you're doing take the time to teach them you can Mm, change their lives
0: yes i love it awesome great stuff there um and i think that's a great time or a great point to take our break to thank our sponsors we'll be right back If you're sick of paying multiple vendors and services to outfit your restaurant needs only to deal with the frustrations of technology that's clunky and void of that seamless experience that you so need, then you've got to check out Restaurant 365, a cloud-based restaurant-specific accounting and back office platform that seamlessly integrates with your POS system, payroll provider, food and beverage vendors, and banks. With Restaurant365, you'll have real-time reporting and analysis to make the best and most data-driven decisions, no more guessing. Other features include detailed daily and labor data from your POS system, accounts payable automation, automated bank reconciliation, incorporated inventory management with guidance on reducing your food costs, and scheduling features to reduce labor costs and engage your employees, all saving you time, money, money and headaches take action today and find out how restaurant 365 is saving restaurant owners up to 5% on prime costs. That's awesome. Head over to restaurant 365.com slash unstoppable and qualify for 30% off implementation and get a free inventory build within the system. A value of five K uh, we're back and we're just about to get into you Going out on your own to open or to to not open because the restaurant was already open. You, you took over a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't help but think of the entrepreneurial myth listening to your story because you were talking about it earlier, right? Like you're you're an amazing a manager. You're, you're kicking ass at uh, rock bottom, uh, but there's all these things that you're just so used to being like, oh, that's HR's responsibility. Oh, that's accounting's responsibility. All, all these departments that you can just delegate to, mm-hmm. and then the entrepreneurial myth, the E myth, the book, right, is that like you do the thing really well. And then like you're like, oh, I could do this way better for myself, right? And then you go and try to do it for yourself. <laughs> you're like, oh, what about all these things I wasn't considering that I was outsourcing or delegating to, right? Yeah, is that kind of what it felt like early on?
1: Um, I don't want to make too
0: many assumptions. No,
1: but- it's okay. Um, it it <clears throat> did and it didn't. Um, it would. It was like an. It was like this annoying like tick. Like, oh, I have to. I have to make sure this payroll thing happens. I'm like, <laughs> like I'd have this yeah. like initial like desire to like reach for the phone, you know, and like push the corporate office number. And I'm like, oh, that's I me. Can't. <laughs> call anyone that's me literally I'm like okay we're gonna do this LTO and we're gonna you know bust this out bust that out and like okay I've got to put the specials together I should mm, that's me like you yeah. know what I mean but the, the great thing is is that I came with um, a small graphics background because of school yep. and I used to do um, like hip hop dance flyers for people so I had this you know I had this great like marketing, you know m- yeah, yeah I had like marketing stuff. experience yeah. and I had um, graphics experience and the business that I owned I owned two businesses actually before oh, I, mean, I owned this wow. you didn't know that because nobody ever asked uh, well, well, um, you want to know Yeah. before please, I did it please. so I actually I owned a dance production company oh, so cool. um, my husband and I um, had dance events for break dancers mostly and um we also um we created and um produced and I hosted the um, first international all women's breakdancing competition. It was great. We did that for three years and people came from all over the world. It was a really big deal. And now like the largest breakdancing competition in the world is happening um, here in San Diego at the end of this month. And a friend of mine from high school, like that's his business that he's grown. It's called freestyle session. Um, And he's having it at one of the places where I held one of my contests. And he actually came to me and was like, I I went by China in that world. He's like, Hey, China like what do you think if I use this venue and like you know we were just able to touch base about it um, as promoters so it was an it was an interesting thing to get pulled back into that space so I had that business and then after my husband and I got married we actually opened a tattoo shop Oh wow! Um, so we had a tattoo shop for a number of years and then when we um, bought this I decided to to step away from that to um, sell that because I couldn't run both things well at the same time because I I ran the business side of that
0: I think I recall seeing that your Uh, husband's an artist He is an artist. So he
1: doesn't tattoo very often anymore. Like he only does pieces he really wants to do, which is kind of fun. Um, Yeah. And he has uh, like privileges at a a shop that a friend of ours owns that used to work for us. Um, And that's nice. I'm happy
0: you're bringing this to the surface Mm because we can learn so much from our prior experiences. Right. So these are, these are your first businesses. I'm sure you learned a ton. I learned a ton. A lot of it the hard way. What were some of those hard lessons that you learned through these Um, other businesses? Well,
1: like the dance business, profitability matters. Like, (laughs) you know, the dance business was not very profitable at the time. Time. Uh, it was a total passion yeah. project, aka money pit, aka, yeah. yeah, people just want things for free. Um, like, basically, I was paying to hang out with my friends. Like, none yeah. of that made sense ultimately. <laughs> um, but what I also learned is that um, it matters. Um, it, it really matters like that you love what you do okay right so uh, you have to be passionate about it you call it yeah. a passion project yeah. sorry but you also you want to make sure that your your money project is a passion project too because yeah. you're going to spend all your time there well you need <laughs> so. that,
0: that passion that desire whatever you want to call it is going to help be what helps you show up every day it's going to help know? you show up it's yeah. going to help
1: you not leave yeah, it's going to exactly. help you you know what I mean because like, it's just never ending like I, I talk about how I I have these hard lines now when I leave this building I try to leave work here Mm. or I say like I have to do this one thing at home I'll give myself the one thing because every once in a while there's like this dangling thing and just I have to do it at home Okay, but then the rest of it, I have to have this hard line and go have the rest of my life because mm. I swear to you, I could work until 1 o'clock in the morning <laughs> every day and still yeah. feel like not everything was done. Oh my God, that's but if story, I'm yeah. always going to prioritize how I make money to support my family over spending time with my family, I've done everybody a disservice. Mm. So at some point, I'm going to have a lot more things that are bugging me about what's not done here, but it's not like on fire. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have more time with my kids while their kids... Yes. and that's just. And like, you only get I a window. Get you only back. get a small window, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, we my... always have
0: more kids, but oh no, <laughs> knock on everything. Nobody wants me
1: pregnant again. It's not fun.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: imagine. Okay, so listen. I was two hundred and seventeen oh, pounds. I couldn't touch the end of my stomach. Wow. And I was on the line, like nobody. Your arms I was that long. <laughs> not happy. Well, I burnt my stomach at one point, Ooh. and um, actually, a guy who worked for me named Kevin Ar- Arthur, which also has been a huge mentor and influence in my life. Um, he taught me so much about food when he was here as our chef. I hired him as our chef because I knew I was going to have to go out. I yeah. hired him when I was secret pregnant. Okay. This
0: and so is with then, your daughter.
1: With my daughter, with Matisse yes. up here. Yes. So then I, I we're talking and I, I make him go to a, like a, it was a food service provider food show, right? So it's one of these like giant cattle call things that are showing you all their new specials and all the stuff that could work for you, right? I mean, it's just like a huge hall with bullshit amount of food right and I so I make him go with me because I want to hear his philosophy on food I want to hear what he thinks I want to hear what like he thinks works for brunch because here's the reality I live in this narrow lane right breakfast and lunch food and brunch food it's a narrow yellow lane and that's fine you can do a lot inside that lane but we got to stay in our lane because we got to do what we do well but we can't do everything for everybody all the time that's a
0: huge lesson i think that's something that comes up um i mean i think it's gonna we'll probably circle back to that yeah Yeah.
1: so with kevin i'm telling him like how are we gonna stay in the lane what do you think whatever so we're talking i'm like yeah i want to hire this guy so we walk outside and he goes he said i feel like i'm lying to you i have to tell you something i'm like Okay Like what's What's he possibly Going to say He's like So My wife is actually Pregnant So at some point I'm going to need Some time off And I'm going to need About this much time She's She's due um, What was she due Like a month The first week of September I was like I was like, okay, how's that going for you guys? And blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm, I'm like trying to yeah. figure it out because my other, my only other cook that I had here, his wife was due in August.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Right. That's why I was hiring somebody because I was like, we're not going to have a cook.
0: <laughs> yeah. and I was literally
1: like, oh my God, this is going to be tight. Okay. I'm due at the end of September. We should be fine.
0: Yeah. It's a tight turn.
1: But I'm like, now I feel like I'm lying to him. We're standing in the parking lot of the Del Mar fairgrounds. And I'm telling him like, hey, he, like, how's your wife doing? He's like, oh, she's frustrated, Her pants don't fit. I'm like, here's a trick, and then nobody at work will know. It was her first pregnancy. Yeah. Um, I'm like, you know, you just use a hair tie and you tie it on your um, on your pants and whatever. Literally, I was doing the same thing at the same time. And we get to the end, and I'm like, here's the deal. I really want to hire you, but now I feel like I'm lying to you. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm pregnant. I'm due at the end of September. Do you think this will work? He's like, we'll make it work. Let's do this. So, anyways, he started working for me. Well, you also, and it's
0: also good great. to have like people that are going through the same shit at home and at work. Because then you have that support group, I would imagine.
1: Except for these two wonderful men working in my kitchen had pregnant wives at home. And then they had to deal with their pregnant work wife. Oh. It just was like, and I was sick and insane. Like yeah. I, was, I had pneumonia twice. So where is
0: this in the, the storyline? Oh my like, gosh. This is
1: right when we were expanding. Okay. So right when we went from Megan's to the trails, we more than doubled in size. We're in the middle of a ton of construction. I decide, because I'm a handy girl, when I signed all the papers, I was like, I'll do some of the painting, I'll do this wainscoting, I'll do this, I'll do that to save some money, because like I'm good with a saw and a drill. Watch out, right? Yeah. Like I'm not afraid of power tools. I registered <laughs> for power tools for my wedding. That's awesome. So I'm like, I got it. Um, yeah, and then I found out I was pregnant 10 days into the construction.
0: Which throws a little bit of a wrench in the building. Oh build yeah, high change orders <laughs> yeah. all day
1: long, right? Like tens of thousands of dollars of change orders, because... I can't do the yeah. work, and like God bless my husband. He is not a handyman. Like he is an artist and amazing, but like don't give him a power tool. Something's gonna like get screwed into like a finger's oh gonna be and It's never good. So
0: wait, let's so. let's backpedal a little bit to when you were deciding to open the restaurant. Like what?
1: Which side? Like the trails becoming the the trails, or mega. So you took over, over Megan's, here? right? Uh, I did. I think there's a, a big part of your oh.
0: story. You took over Megan's. They sold the restaurant to you for 225000 Something
1: like that. Way too much.
0: 225000 Why was that too much? Like, they we're...
1: misrepresented their sales, to be honest. Okay. So, so
0: set it up a little bit. Like, so you, you, at this point, obviously, you know you're going to open your own restaurant. You're going to own your own restaurant. Yeah. Uh, why, why turnkey? What was, about, what was it about Megan's re- Cafe? So Megan's Cafe,
1: was it was um, owned by the same owners that own Country Comfort, which is the restaurant group I grew up in. So for me it felt like home. Okay. So when I moved back out to East County and I was pregnant with my son, I would come into Megan's cafe all the time. I used to I grew up babysitting Megan. Got gotcha. you. So her mom on the restaurant. So it does feel like home. I really Megan was yeah. here. Megan worked here um another one of her girlfriends that I trained when we were all kids, but I was their trainer. She worked here um Tony who taught me how to do all the catering stuff when I was a wee little human. Um <coughs> excuse me, fine? um Tony worked here, I mean, like literally, it felt like home the The regulars I knew from when I used to wait on them at country comfort, okay. like so I knew all the people who came in here um I knew. More than half of the eight employees. So why why um, did
0: they want to get out of the restaurant? What was going on there? Were they just so over it or?
1: they were they were selling? I, so some of this I'm going to have to be careful about because it's I really understand. personal. Yeah. Um, so they knew that I wanted to get out of the bar business because I had um, you know a young yep. kiddo, and it's just it's a lot. You know, I was a nursing mom. Yeah. And I would work until four in the morning right because it was a bar so i you know work a night shift inventory afterwards drive or just you know dealing with people getting people out making sure everything's shut down and then i drive home from la jolla which is uh, it's 25 miles door to door so that's a big drive home Mm -hmm. and then i'm like sitting up like okay i'm gonna go to sleep I'm gonna go. To sleep. I'm going a nursing mom. Like I'm not gonna have everybody in the restaurant industry. I swear that works nights has like a cocktail they could fall asleep at night. Right? Like I can't do that because my kid's gonna wake yeah. up and need to be fed. Yeah. So I just was like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Does it doesn't make sense for. So me. So you want to stay in the <clears throat> industry,
0: but you want to transition I, to a morning.
1: <clears throat> I needed like a yeah a more no- like normal hour yeah. job because I, I my son. He's so funny. From the time he was born, he would get up at like 5.30, like a.m. Like he's a morning person. (laughs) Not now that he's a teenager. Um, He's literally like, just go, mom, let me sleep. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But until like a year ago, literally every day, 5.30. Just who he is. It's great. Some people are built that way. But when I was making the list of like pros and cons of owning the restaurant, it was like all of these like pros. And then over on the cons list, I wrote super big. It's the morning. Like, I hate <laughs> yeah. the morning. I am a night person. But you made the, so when you, when you <clears throat>
0: originally came on board, were you just coming on as an employee or were no, you no, like, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this place?
1: Oh, no, no. I would never have worked for them again okay. in an employee. She fired me actually. Oh, wow. Um, so how did she? She fired me for really good reason. Okay. I would have <laughs> fired myself probably like six months before she fired me. She put up with a lot. I was 21. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, So (laughs) this is the same year that I showed up with fire engine red hair. And this is more than 20 years ago. That was not cool back then. (laughs) Um, And like, you know, I would go out and party all night and then like roll in, like brew myself a pot of coffee and like, just like hop to it, but not talk to anybody for a while. Yeah. I was so, (laughs) I was like full board China. And so I would, I was getting sick a lot. But she knew I was getting sick a lot because I was partying all the time. Yeah,
0: immune system. Yeah, my immune system was like, you're fired. Um, (laughs) And so
1: she called me out on it. She's like, this is what's going on. Like, you can't do that. And then I asked, I had been sick a lot. I asked for a week off, like two months in advance. And she said no. And I was a little miffed by that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you through the holidays because I know how busy it is here. And then I think I need to make my way. Like, I think that this is, we're done then, right? Like, obviously, she wasn't happy with my performance. I needed the time off. She wasn't going to give it to me because I'd been sick. Okay. And then I, um, I went to Vegas after Thanksgiving to visit my now mother-in-law. And I came home. And I was the on call because on calls were still legal then. And somebody, for a total BS reason, called out sick. Like, and I knew it was BS, so I was pissed, so I didn't go in.
0: Oh, oh burn. Yeah. Ouch. So, I mean, yeah, like, I, I deserved like, to be fired a hundred percent,
1: like, without a doubt. She's but like, they, I'm they, really sorry. I'm like, it's you, okay. Your
0: relationship came back at some <clears> point, <throat> so you couldn't have been a complete... No, it back. totally
1: came back at her daughter's <laughs> wedding, actually. Yeah. And then, um, ultimately, you know, I was a regular at Megan's Cafe, and so she had heard that I was looking to change industries, or not industries, but, like, timeframes. Yep. So, she said, like, hey, what do you think about this? Um, you know, ultimately, it was... a, uh, um. It was like, we will never be friends again because the way she represented sales and a few other things were just completely um, not real and, uh, and unfortunately put me in a really negative and, and terrible position financially. So it's not just this that is before I- before you took over? This is when I bought the restaurant. Ooh, okay. So I not just, I not only did I buy the restaurant- um, Was it
0: intentional or do you think it was oh, just yeah. naivety? Okay. No.
1: So here's the thing. This is what I'll say is don't ever believe anything but tax records. Mm. If somebody's telling you, "These These are my tax records," these are my tax tax records. But we're friends, so I'm going to tell you that this is what I actually walk away with, and this is how I do it.
0: Mm. So, so the 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 words of wisdom: If if you're taking over a restaurant, get tax records. Get tax records. Believe what's on paper. Get something to back up what's being said. Did you get any kind of documentation, or is it all just off word?
1: Um, I got some, but not enough. And not the right kind. So I think tax records are where it's at because that's what you're telling the IRS you're walking away with. So you can make a decision based on that. Um, And also, uh, if you are going to buy a restaurant, I would say um, don't allow them to tell you how to run it once they've left. Mm. Right? Like there are some things that were put into the contract that I felt like were care, right, for guests and that kind of thing that I really realized later were... um, points of control and hope for failure Hmm. because she took back paper, right? I didn't get an outright loan. She took back paper. So I was paying her off with interest. Okay. And what that meant is that if I faulted or if I didn't follow her rules, which some of them were outlandish, then She was just waiting for me to fail so she could take the rest. So knowing
0: what you know now, what would you, what would this relationship, how should it have looked?
1: I would have gotten money from somewhere else. I never would have let somebody else take paper. I would have gotten money from the outside and just paid that person off completely. Got them off my lease. Got them completely out. Like don't also, that's the other thing is renegotiate a lease. If your landlord believes in you as the purchaser, then they're going to, then they're going to believe in you as the purchaser. Yeah. So they'll go into a new lease situation, which was great yeah. because I only had, God, I think I had four years left of that original lease. So I was able to sit down, you know, I, Oh no, I had seven years left of the lease, that you which took over that I took over, which I mean for a sales, from a sales was perspective, a that's lease good. Originally? It was, it was, um, uh, I had two years left on the five plus another five year gotcha. option. Right. So, but the thing is, is I was able to say, well, Hey, I'm going to lease this side. So I'd like to sit down and renegotiate. New, she's saying this lease. side as
0: in when you rebranded to the trails, the trails
1: right so I expanded I added mm-hmm. another 1400 yeah. square feet gotcha. sorry we always say like that side the old yeah. side and the new side so this is the new side
0: um, so maybe we should pre- <clears throat> preface when you started what was the square footage of the restaurant of Megan's
1: 1000 square feet electric cozy. only
0: yeah 38 cozy. seats cozy
1: <laughs> it was claustrophobic <laughs> I couldn't breathe I'd be like where am I gonna sit to work on my laptop and so I would sit in my car in the back yes. because there was literally no other place. But it sounds like in the
0: first couple of years from like at least 2007 to like 2009, you were profitable. You were doing well. Enough we were so, killing it. Enough so that you <clears throat> believed in expansion but you were also smart enough to say, well, we shouldn't go to a new location. We shouldn't open another Megan's or open another... Yeah. We so lem- I'll just- tell you how it went. Yeah, it's like why please. we made the decision. To make yeah. it. So
1: we started right. We were killing it. It was great. We recognized the concept was really good for a small space, right? Lunch counter, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's awesome. And then um, in... Oh, 08 is when we started looking, and I said, you know what, my dad and I had these talks, my dad um, plays the market, right? So he tends to like look further out than most people because he's looking for trends, he's looking for futures. Yep. Like, so he has this deep base there, and he was like, we're going to have a downturn, we have to be careful. I said, yeah. so, okay, so... You know, what does being careful look like? Is being careful like getting into a new space or is being careful going like we have a great following here? There are more people in this neighborhood. If we can just figure out how to reach them, why don't we just expand into this one space? I feel like that's a lot safer. He was like, bet, bet. So, like, we were like, yeah, that sounds really good. We were able to renegotiate a really good lease, a much better lease situation for us, actually. So, I, I go, okay. Well, I, this makes so much more sense. Like we know that the market is rocky, but we had no idea how bad it yeah. was going to be. So we're
0: talking just before the the, the economic downturn. The right. the um. Not the we
1: signed the papers in Q4 of 08 for a Q109 start date, and so of course, like literally, the entire world market crashed in yeah, January. The yeah, yeah, like it was the worst situation possible. Yeah, so I
0: mean, even just staying, <coughs> sur- even surviving that is a testament to something, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um,
1: well, and then at that point, like I, what we didn't consider, and we—I don't even know that we could have known that—is that when it comes to demographic, this neighborhood lost very few houses to foreclosure because the people in this neighborhood tend to be thoughtful and financially sound and not overextended, which means that they were thoughtful about how they were spending their money during that time, which means they stopped going out to eat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but even though your prices were... One of the things that was the draw from what I gathered was that you had really r- approachable prices. Like, I don't think they
1: were d- approachable. They were stupid. They were so low, they were <laughs> stupid. Let's be really, really yeah. honest. They were like absurdly low. But those people
0: that were going out were probably coming here because that was the most affordable place to go. I think that definitely played into it.
1: I think that was like a volume driver for us. And it was definitely like the Monday through Friday. I'm not suggesting giving
0: your food away, but I'm (laughs) saying like during a time of recession, I wonder if, because of the timing, that it served you to be it affordable.
1: It did, and it, it served us to be affordable with um with our retirees. Mm. Because the thing is, is if you can capture that retiree um, demographic, and if you make your menu smart, like you have to be really thoughtful about the way you engineer the food that you're going to offer your retirees. And, and if you can do that high gross profit margin um and high... Um, like percentage, right? The cost of goods, like you've got, or so low cost of goods, high gross profit margin, you can hit that one quadrant and you offer those items only at this great price to your, you know, your seniors, then you're going to win too. Mm. Like you just have to think about it and yeah. be really smart on the back end yeah. and engineer your menu well. And then maybe, sh- so like I'm making five bucks at a time with my senior meals and then they're they're only paying a dollar for coffee that they drink seven coffees.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, well, now it's more than that. But um, it's fine though. You know why? Why? Because they come seven days a week.
2: Mm. Yep. I don't routines. make
1: money based on per person yep. average. I make money based on volume. So the only thing I want to do is change seats and make sure that butts are in seats that's what I tell these kids all day long I'm like hey guys how do we make money they're like butts and seats I'm like yeah so let's get the butts in the seats well
0: you only have so much real estate and it, and it, and it does you know <clears throat> you have to make the most of that real estate in yeah. the time you have
1: and that's the thing is that the, the retirees fill the in between times they don't come when the people that are working come they don't come when the hikers come they come during the times that are traditionally slow yeah. one they don't want to deal with the noise mm-hmm. or like all the crazy and two they eat at different times they have breakfast at 7am and they have lunch at ten thirty, 30. Yeah. They're, it's awesome. Like if people aren't tapping into that, they're insane. Like, and they're rad humans. Yeah. Like they add so much to our oh days. Oh my gosh. I oh bet. my gosh.
0: Yeah. So when did <clears> things start to turn? When, when did you go from crushing it? Um, to being a to little dying, like having to, you know, like call press uh, restaurant impossible. What, um, what changed?
1: What changed? Well, we grew, so we had double the rent. Yeah. Um, and we thought that we were going to be able to, yeah. So we had this increase in, in your expenses
0: were going up, but your, your revenue coming in would kind of just stay the same.
1: So the revenue coming in went up slightly, but it didn't go up enough to, to cover. cover
0: all the costs. So your uh, labor <clears throat> expenses went up, I'm assuming, because you had to cover more ground?
1: So our labor expenses went up um, front of the house and back Rent. of the house. We also took a huge increase in labor because I was pregnant mm. and didn't expect to be. We had tons of change orders. So we had tens of thousands of dollars and in increased um, you know, costs to construction that we didn't expect to have. Um, and then I, I ended up having a, a difficulty during my pregnancy that... That required me to um, step away from the restaurant like three or four days a week. Do you um,
0: think that maybe the consistency uh, uh, suffered at that point?
1: No, we had really great leadership okay. on the floor. So I had a really great front of the house manager and had a really great back of the house manager. Um, and they worked hard to make sure that we were growing. We just didn't have anybody marketing. Yeah. We had terrible signage. We didn't have anything like on the ground, like things that I would I mean, normally do. But you're
0: like, you're bringing in, like, <laughs> when you're not here to bring somebody in, like you're probably looking at an additional. What thirty thousand a year?
1: Back then, I think I, I spent probably forty five that year between the front of the house and the back of the house. Yeah, that's a big expense. That's so much that's money. A huge expense. When you add that to having this new, um, you know, loan cost. Which what I out. saw
0: was around $275,000, 225000 It was
1: like two seventy five plus, plus
0: the two hundred twenty five, whatever it was. That you to start. T- to start. So, so an- up
1: over five. Yep. So then I'm paying interest on this loan because I couldn't afford more than interest at the time. Interest on the loan, paying these people. And then I'm not even here to help us grow volume, right? Like yeah. So we, we're maintaining, but we're not growing because mm. I'm not around. And then I go out, have a baby. And then I come back and I come back when she's two weeks old. Mm. And then I get to it. So, I start working 100 hours a week. And after a year of that, I almost die. Oh my gosh. Because who can keep that up for a year, right? And
0: actually, how do you stay positive?
1: You you know what? I think that's just like in my DNA. It's like Mm. who I am. I I am the kind of person that's always looking for like, I'm always like looking for the lesson. I'm always looking for the thing like to grow by. I'm always looking for like that thing. that I go like, okay, well that sucked. But now I know this. So I I can avoid that going forward or I can teach somebody about that later. Like that's really what I'm always looking for. What's the lesson? How do I grow from it? How do I pass that on? Okay. Like those are always the things that I'm looking for. So I think just keeping my focus in those spaces keeps me positive it does not mean that I haven't spent days f- crying on this floor where I've just been like <laughs> you know like
0: every I mean every entrepreneur uh, has uh, that those peaks and those valleys though like one yeah, day you're gonna take over the world the next day uh, you've like you don't have a, a, an ounce of effort left yeah. you know and it, it, it's like those peaks and valleys but but what uh, I do
1: have is a rad team mm. so like whenever I hit a valley like they're all around me to pick me up. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing is that I learned from Restaurant Impossible how to be vulnerable with the people around me. And, and I used to think that vulnerability could I mean, be weakness. Yeah. Right. Because there's some things I thought like I really needed to keep like close. And that I didn't want to burden anybody else with. And there's still some of that, right? Like there's certain things that like you, in order to run your business well, you have to keep things close to the cuff sometimes, but it's also important to say like, Hey guys, this is where we need to go. This is where we are and this is where I'm at yeah. and I need your
0: help. So why is being but- <clears throat> vulnerable not weakness?
1: Being vulnerable isn't weakness because it's just authenticity, yeah. right? Like there's a different way to look at it. Like you're just, if you're just being authentic about your experience, yeah. then it's not, there's nothing weak about that, right? Like you're saying like, today is a hard day for me.
0: When, when you roll uh-huh. over and, and expose your weaknesses, mm-hmm. think about a dog, right? Mm-hmm. That rolls over and that what they're doing is they're exposing their weaknesses. They're showing you your belly. I'm and not a threat. And you love them more for I'm that. I'm not a threat. Yeah. You know, like this, when you, when you show your vulnerability, when you show where you are it, it increases that level of trust mm-hmm. right and it's so powerful and it's a really great tool to to to, to elevate that trust and to and to you know garner motivation around you to the, like, to rally the troops right like this is where i am this is, where, this is what we need so that's kind of was that w- what your attempt was with with reaching out to restaurant possible
1: oh god my r- attempt at reaching out to restaurant possible was like <laughs> just like pure and utter like
0: what else like we, what else
1: is <laughs> yeah. there like i was groping in the dark at that point like i really felt like i tried everything i knew yeah we would like we'd just done everything we possibly could at this point we'd already had a failed dinner service yeah. that we or two failed dinner services that we'd gone through i'd worked with a a restaurant consultant f- and paid him way too much money hoping that he could help me with it. i mean like i tried everything and then everything. you were also uh,
0: sorry not to butt in but um you also were paying out of pocket your staff right so you're going further in debt up uh, to your father because it was coming up. He yeah, I was he was, was.
1: he was putting in three to five thousand dollars a month. Wow. Um, so, because we were just short on costs, and so, so I was making sure my staff stayed paid. I didn't pay myself for, I don't know, three or four months. Um, and so when I when I reached out to Restaurant Possible, they had an ad in the UT, the Union Tribune, our local paper. It was like three or four sentences, you know. Um, Robert Irvine looking for failing restaurants for his new show, you know, if you're interested you know this is where you apply literally that's mm. it not very many things and so he he had that out there and one of my regulars she brought that in and like left it here for me and like had circled failing and wrote not true which was so sweet <laughs> she had no idea right and she had told me like hey I used to work in PR like this is a really good yeah. opportunity for you you should do this and I was like uh, I, I'd taken it and I put it behind my computer screen I was like oh, I don't know like nobody knows yeah. so what happened like th- the the impetus to get me to actually apply was that that December um, the electricity was turned off at my house Mm. and I had an infant yeah it's not a good situation I mean I couldn't I couldn't take care of my family's basics like that was the whole reason of having the restaurant right was to care for my family exactly and so I couldn't even do the basic things and I thought you know what I I I need help. So I'm going to reach out. I called my dad like, dad, what do you think about this? He's Chinese. And like doing the whole like money thing in public is not cool. <laughs> so that was or at least not when you're failing. like yeah. if you're Chinese and you're like doing well, it's like you show everybody. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was like, um, he's also very like private and reserved. So he was like, um, why not when yeah, he said why not yeah. yeah i was like oh, okay so i like you know sent in my like 12 page like forever long i was like literally i don't have time for this i have so many things yeah. to do um, my application online and lo and behold like a few days later i get a call from a producer and we start talking i found out later because she and i have stayed friends all this time that's cool um yeah it is she is a rad human being um <laughs> i found out later that um like there was a question like tell us something we wouldn't know about you otherwise i put something on there about like being a b-girl um (laughs) and like having a tattoo shop and all this stuff and she was like so that's why i called you because that was interesting i figured (laughs) i needed to meet you that's cool and then when i actually she came here to scout it she was like and then when i met you she was like of course we had to come here but i didn't really know what we were going to do because it wasn't like the formula for the show yeah that's the
0: one thing like i i've you know like knock on what they do they help a lot of people yeah i want to make sure I identify that, but we you, you see it a lot, like a lot of the, not just the Restaurant Impossible, but other Bar Rescue, these shows, they go into these restaurants and you can see the writings on the wall, it's not an issue with the food or the operation, I mean those things, ultimately it comes down to the people, mm-hmm. you know, it's an issue with culture, yeah. and you were unique in the sense where he came in here. He tried the food. He saw everything was clean, and you guys were running a tight operation. Um, but there's just a few little things um, that weren't like glaring, and he mm-hmm. had to like un- he had to like dig for him. Yeah. But you're one. Of, I think you're one of the mm-hmm. few examples where they come in and, and the 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 framework, the foundations there. Like yeah. You because you guys had the right people, you had the right culture, and you had the experience, and you were you were kind of a different situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we also needed a lot of marketing. Like that's yeah. just real. We didn't. We ran out of money. So, like, what were the key things <clears throat> when he
0: came? When, when Robert came in, um, and what what things did he identify as being what was causing the issues you were having?
1: Um, pricing, like our price point was way too low. hundred yep. percent right on that. Um, and one of the interesting things that he did was give us a you know, uh, he gave me a way of thinking about raising prices because I, I was always hesitant to raise prices across the whole menu, especially with our seniors. Like I was super protective of yeah. them. And, um, he he, you know, he just gave me an opportunity to think about it differently. He's like, so you take your top four sellers, you raise those a dollar, and this is how much more money you're gonna make. And he was like, thirty thousand dollars. And
0: I'll link to the, um, the the shows. I'll try to at least. I'm not sure because it's not a blog. But
1: oh no, you, you can't. Like you can it's do it Amazon. through Amazon. Yeah, yeah, that's the only way. Yeah, it's like a dollar ninety
0: nine for an yeah. episode or something like that. They, so they're you, protected. If, yeah, if you want to watch the the the, the episode, um, something like changing, like taking those four items right and mm-hmm. add, do, charging, and so you take your four top producers right Mm -hmm. you charge a dollar each on one of them and that difference is like some it was close to like forty thousand dollars it's
1: like 30 something yeah
0: didn't we identify like the cost of you to outsource to replace yourself was right around that you know like yeah exactly right so it's going to immediately cover (laughs) costs right so
1: you know there's all these other things that come with that so then you're talking about like where i was at was like okay if i if i do a menu change i also have to pay for printing i have to do this i have to manage perception so the the beauty of having a TV show is that one everybody got to see me vulnerable. Yeah, everybody knew so what position we were in. Y- they knew that we weren't doing well, which I'd hidden that from yeah. everybody. So now they know that they want to they want to be on our team and they understand why we changed our menu mm-hmm. because managing that perception would have been possible but really difficult before that, yeah. um, and uh, especially that- with like the expectations that had been set here before I owned the restaurant. So it was a it was a really awesome. Way to kind of publicly say like we have to do things differently because we care enough to, that we yeah. want to be around. And, you,
0: and like you, you weren't like you said you weren't only just vulnerable with your team, but you were open up and you were out of nowhere vulnerable with the world. And when you yeah,
1: that was crazy, you, you know.
0: But, <laughs> but 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 when you're vulnerable yeah. and you can find a way to to do it gracefully to to open mm-hmm. up and share gracefully, you opened your, yourself up to the support of your community. And yeah, and you have a reputation. In your community, you're, you're likable, you're lovable. You know, like mm-hmm. people. You know, like people cared for you because it was so clear that you were caring for them, taking care of your, your, your you know, your older, um, your senior citizens, you know, yeah. like that stuff comes around. Yeah. And your, it was so clear that your, your community came out to support you. Um, and other, they continue to. Yes.
1: Like, that's the wild thing to me is like people have rallied around us and they continue to. Yeah. And they come. they. And Here's the thing about community. Like, community is not necessarily spatial anymore, right? Like, we have a different sense of community now. It's not just, like, what's here in these, you know, three square miles around us. But my community, our community, is across the world yeah. because of Food Network, because of Restaurant Impossible. I have people come in from, like, other countries that have seen the yeah. show. And they happen to be in San Diego for something else. And they make it a point to stop here yeah. because they want to be, you know, physically part they of want this. Physical,
0: yeah, they want to be a part of what the Yes, like
1: today I had a family of three come in now we we recorded this in 2011 and this family of three comes in today eight years later they're like we're so excited to finally be here we saw you on restaurant impossible and so that that continues to grow our community (laughs) continues to expand because of this it's so special
0: oh that's so cool I mean Uh, everything we was there anything else I I know he mentioned he he really he was um, fighting to have you guys do a dinner shift uh, there was some resistance there <laughs> because you, you, the whole purpose of opening this restaurant was to get away from dinner. Yeah. Like you wanted to have a new routine, a new life. Yeah. Um, you ended up doing that for a, sh- a short while from, from for the past two years you haven't been doing, it. is that right?
1: Yeah. So we actually, the, we had a dinner service when we first expanded into yeah. the trails in 2009. Yeah. Um, and we did two different styles of dinner service and we did it. I think we did it, you know, six days a week and it just, it tanked and it tanked it tinked for a real reason because it did not get the attention it needed because there were three of us running the kitchen with brand new babies Mm. none of us wanted to be here at night like that was just the reality and the second dinner no the first dinner service we did we put our heart and soul into it and so Kevin and I worked together I was talking about like you know earlier Kevin was like this great food mentor he was a trained yeah. chef he came in and he really he and I were able to talk food and I didn't have that classic training I just learned on my line and I learned on Alberto's mm-hmm. line and so I was able to like learn techniques and learn um,
0: a foundation learn a foundation yeah. from
1: him and he was never judgmental of my inexperience only excited to feed my curiosity so cool. and it was so much fun to be with somebody that I felt like I could just be genuinely say that again, say that
0: again. He, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't he wasn't
1: judgmental of my inexperience he was only excited to feed my curiosity that's a huge
0: lesson right there because yeah. I feel like we can get so in this industry we can get so like our nose up in the air when the, you don't know what that is like yeah. Lose that shit because mm. it's just not serving anybody. Not you wanna, anyone. Yeah, yeah. Just be excited to give this this person that new knowledge yeah. and to to be the person to feed them that new knowledge. Yeah. Right. That's a privilege to be able to do that. It's it a really it's a is. little it's a little shift in, in in mentality that is so powerful. Sorry, keep going. No,
1: totally. I mean, and it's interesting though because of all of my years of cooking. Like, I mean, I literally grew up in kitchens, mm-hmm. and I've been like using a knife since I was five, and like you know, like sautéing since I was like seven. Like, do whatever, like cooking on the fire. So. I was able to like keep up with him and I think he was surprised. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we could cook on the line together. We cooked dinners together forever, you know, and we kind of like created this really like fun food atmosphere where we'd be like, let's try this, yeah. let's do that. You know, like, and he would, he would be able to create in a way that in other jobs he wasn't allowed to, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause Oh, let's keep this narrow focus. So at dinner we just like went off. Yeah. So we ended up creating what I would call a fine diner um, <laughs> 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 menu and it was too much. It was too much too soon. So there's a there's an area of San Diego. There's like North Park and Little Italy, and it's like where all the like the fun dining at night happens. We had a North Park Little Italy menu in two thousand seven or two thousand nine in San Carlos. Yeah, nobody knew what to do with it. Market wasn't ready for it. No, we were. I mean, we were years ahead of our time and ten miles too far east. Yeah, like out here, that kind of menu is only happening with any level of success. Now, yeah. So because of that, we were like that hurt my soul because we
0: loved. Well, you what said we it like doing. we failed. Like, like that's even like yeah. when you're when Robert was talking to you, like, we failed. Like, no, that we was felt not, so hard. We <laughs> failed. We don't want to go back there. Like, you it almost yeah. felt like you were still like burnt from that. Like, you, like I was. The, the scars were still there and they weren't quite healed yet.
1: I was. Point. I was burnt because I put my heart and soul into that yeah. menu. Like it was, uh, it was everything. It was yeah. what I knew to be true about food. Yeah. Right? Like it's what I cared about. It was my ego. Yeah. Right, I I learned a valuable lesson between when Kevin and I did the dinner services together and when I did dinner service, um, you know, through Restaurant Possible, yeah. which was my ego means this much mm. when it comes to profitability. Yeah, it so means true. nothing yeah. to me. There How are do probably you five. From that well, there. Uh, I want to know what. Uh, very simply, I care about making money so I can pay for my kids to go to college right like that's it it's a very easy formula for me now so I go okay I hate hash out of a can I think that stuff's disgusting (laughs) it smells like dog food when I open it People love it. I sell a ton of yeah. it. Okay, it stays on my menu. Yeah. Like it offends me to cook it when I'm on the line. But I don't care.
0: It's, it's what like, your people want, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's
1: all about my market. You're so if my market demans, demands this, I'm going to deliver. So Robert Irvine brought us this dinner menu. I was resistant to the dinner menu. I was resistant to doing dinner. But you know what? We did it. And within a week, Five items fell off the menu. Mm. Why? Because it didn't work for this market. Mm. I wasn't going to throw another case of heirloom tomatoes away. Yeah, that wrecked my heart. Were you
0: resentful when he came and said Did you have to go to, to nights?
1: No. Okay, listen. Because TV isn't always what TV looks like. I was resentful three weeks before that when they <laughs> sent me the order list that I needed to order from the you know food purveyor, and I literally called the producer and I was like, I thought I told you no dinner. I thought I had this conversation with you. I was crystal clear with this about you. I'm like this. Is dinner food. I'm not ordering the food. Yeah. You can't make me order the food. She's like, well, then we won't come. I was like, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> so like, yeah, I was super bitter. I had a couple of weeks to get over it. Um, and I was like, you know what? Whatever. If this is what I have to do to do this show, we can always stop doing yeah. it. But well, it's another
0: again, I think another <clears> you put your you put your ego aside. Like you know, you thought about the greater good in this situation. <clears> like, you knew that this was going to be a PR. It was worth the opportunity. I'd say stunt, but in a sense, you know, like you knew that you were going to draw a lot of attention onto your business that yeah. you need. I could
1: have no, I had no idea how much attention it was going to get us immediately because our show was different yet again from many other shows because we ended up on the most popular morning um, radio show. So that reaches tens of thousands of people every morning in their car.
0: Yeah. So we did that radio show. Yeah. With Robert, he brought you on the show to create hype, right?
1: Right. Exactly. And it did. So we weren't busy three months later when it aired. We were... Like stupid, gates. insane. I can't breathe. I hired 13 people five days later. 13 people five days wow. later. Wow.
2: Busy. That's crazy. So
1: we shot Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I shut it all down on Wednesday. I was like, I'm sorry, we need to sleep. We're taking a day. Also, I didn't have a single recipe for a single item on the dinner menu.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> and so how's like, your, how's yo. your voice doing right now, by the way? I know I'm raspy. I'm no, sorry. You're good. It's just going to get raspier. It's fine. I'm going to take I just, a drink of water. I'm looking
0: down. are at like almost uh, a minute or an hour and 15 minutes of recording time That's right so now. Talking. We haven't even gotten into what has happened since then. How? Because yeah. you've continued, you mean, you grew initially, right? And I you got did. here at like 10 a.m. this morning. And I was like, there's no way I'm going in there right now. Oh, did you really? Yeah, because oh. I wanted to... It was jammed. Granny knows Saturday morning, right? Yeah. It's going to be your, probably one of your busiest days, I'm assuming. It is It mind. is
1: one of our busiest days. It's, uh, you know, it rivals Sunday, but Sunday we do 20% more business. So we had an hour wait at 10 a.m. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah so, you mean, this, this show aired uh, 2011. Yeah. Here we are <clears throat> eight years later still going strong and growing. Strong so, and growing. Yeah. So yeah. we
1: killed dinner. So we did dinner until almost, it was, it'll be three years ago this January. Um, basically labor went up. Um, so labor went from $8 an hour to $11 an minimum hour. Minimum wage, right? Yeah. Minimum wage, yeah. $8 an hour to $11 an hour. And so here's the other thing is that a rising tide raises all boats. It's not just my front of the house servers that get that raise and the, you know, the cooks and everyone else are like, Hey, yo, <laughs> what about us? they went up, yeah. we're going up, you yeah. know, and that's right. That's, that is fair Absolutely. and that is good. And, and I honestly don't have a problem with a living wage in the state of California. I think that, you know, labor going up is great, but I also know that causes inflama- er, inflammation. That's what it feels like, in, yeah. <laughs> in inflation. Yeah. So, and that, that that's fine. Uh, you know, we deal with it. But the reality of that was that instantly dinner went from being profitable enough for me to pay for a sous chef and pay for an assistant manager full-time to help manage those shifts, mm-hmm. to me being like, oh, wow, yeah, that's not really going to work. So I went from having those two people, I had to lay off my sous chef and lay off my whole dinner what it, what,
0: why did it stop working?
1: Uh, because that's how much it costs. Okay. I mean, you're talking a dollar an hour across oh. things. So if we had any shortfalls at dinner, breakfast always buffered that, yeah. breakfast and lunch, right? Because we were so profitable for yeah. breakfast and lunch. And really, ultimately, the year that I was looking at it, it gave me the opportunity to look at it just from a numbers perspective and say, why would I jeopardize the hard work that we do from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. where we make this much profit and we have this much volume to save this
0: mm.
1: what's the point and, and, and it, this and this thing that i hate
0: was that, that was like, i <laughs> was just going to say like the other I'm thing sorry. that's <laughs> glaringly obvious is that mm. your heart wasn't in <clears throat> dinner no it, your your heart it was it was strictly a profitability thing it was and when you chase money you know like it does. It doesn't fulfill you, you know. It. it, it it's, and when
1: I chase money, it doesn't yeah, fulfill exactly. me. When somebody says, "What does success look like to you?" Money is not a big part of the equation. Money is important because it allows you to do stuff, take care of people, right, and take yeah. care of people and and like live life the way it feels fulfilling to you, right? Yeah. Um, but I. But at this point, I, I'm not, not motivated f- by like a dollar amount in the <laughs> bank. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not, it wasn't what I needed. in so 2011,
0: you needed it to, get I needed that cash it to like pay to my electric bill. Exactly. Like <laughs> in 2019, when you know, you've yeah. increased your sales for yeah. breakfast and lunch so much that you can, why, why do you know? Yeah.
1: And then I'm bounce, able to focus right? on the day parts that actually perform. And so despite losing an entire day part, right? Like I lost. Dinner, a yep. dinner service. That's that's even on slower nights. It's still a decent amount mm-hmm. of money because my per person average is way higher. Yep. So even losing that, I never lost a dollar of sales. Wow. That tells you something. Well, I was able to take my energy and focus and mm-hmm. ideas and everything and training all of that, put it into my breakfast and lunch staff and into my breakfast and lunch service and into my breakfast and lunch marketing and just grow it. So we've actually had bigger years of growth since we got rid of dinner than we ever have had in the past.
0: And one thing that you mentioned, we started this conversation by staying in your lane, right? Mm -hmm. Picking a lane and and doing one thing better than everybody else Um, and owning that one thing. Um, So the other thing that has come from getting rid of dinner services having that additional bandwidth to focus on marketing like you said to yeah. really promote so what steps did you take to start promoting your breakfast and lunch. We haven't even talked about you yeah. being on...
1: Food t- um, Network Star. Food Network Star. Sure, so. I know. Weird. I mean, I mean, <laughs> do you have a hard stop? I, I do It's almost 3.30 right now. I'm, okay. I'm cool. good, actually. Let me, I'll just double check. I'm solid.
0: Sweet. K- kids are safe. We're good. All right. I will not want to your time too much, but if you're willing to go, I'm, I'm willing to listen. I
1: am if other people want to oh, listen. Sure. I'm hey, sure. Hey, don't leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I, the last question was, what things did you start to do to market your business to 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 have that level of continued growth.
1: I hired a guy. Oh, nice! <laughs> I outsourced Corey's my homie. I'm so grateful for him. What up, him. Corey? What so up what did Corey? Corey teach you? How did he? What? Corey taught me that if I hire somebody who's good at marketing, then I don't have to think a lot about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, It
0: takes a tribe to raise a restaurant. <laughs> it, it. it
1: does, and and Corey and I it took us about a year to get on the same page and for him to understand um, our brand, you know, because a brand and culture are complex things. And no matter how many times we met, we could talk about like, you know, ideas and mantras and ways of seeing things like for him to actually express that in a photo yeah. and express that in a tagline and express that on a poster for an LTO or something else it took time and it you also to took time it. we did I had to distill it and I'd be like I need you to show up and be here and work here for a day a week I know what this is like and hang out with my crew and and ooh. and one day I'm sorry no, you're fine. <laughs> and then one day Corey says you haven't let me in all the way and I was like what do you mean and he's like you haven't let me into the inner circle like mm. I can't really know you and your brand this is your brand this he told me like this restaurant's more about you than the restaurant is about itself so you have to let me in so I can do my job well
0: that's I always say like the difference <clears> between a brand and a concept is a brand is an extension of who you are mm-hmm. a concept is something that you create that's separate from you yeah. right yeah keep going
1: sometimes i wish this was a concept so I could just more time. <laughs> it's, it's fine it's no i love that it's a brand so um It was such a good wake up for me. I'm like, oh yeah, I really do need to like let you in. And, and uh, you know, like he he just became like the homie Corey and and that dude shows up so much. Like he shows up at every marketing event, every time I do TV, every time I do anything he's there and not because he has to be, it's not even in our contract.
0: I want to, I want to pull out the nuggets uh, from that real quick. All right. Outsource. I
1: love that word, by the you, you, way. It's one of my favorite out, words. Nuggets,
0: Nugget? no nuggets. Oh yeah, nuggets of knowledge, right here. Yeah. Dropping bombs uh, <laughs> of knowledge, nuggets of knowledge. So, but you outsource. You found somebody who was in their lane, and you brought them onto your team. I did and the other thing is Delegation. you got to find out who you are because your your yeah. restaurant is an extension of who you are. So yeah. you need to you know, learn to you need to you know identify who you are. You need to distill who you are so yeah. you can better communicate those those unique selling propositions, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and he helps you do that. So, oh yeah,
1: absolutely, and uh, he he really is an expert at that. So he just he was able to sort of move through. So it what next? What next after right?
0: you after you had somebody there who you, you outsourced to do what they do best, and he you let him in. Yeah. You distilled your your message, your yeah. your unique selling propositions, your brand. What was next?
1: So we got we got better um, at uh, all of our marketing across the board. So from storefront signage. Hired an architect that could help me, you know, kind of re-envision the storefront. Um, and then really thought about like, okay, uh, how are we offering LTOs? You know, what time frames are we going to offer What's them? A, a limited time offer. Okay. So, you know, specials. Yeah. Um, so how are we going to offer those? What is it going to look like? We hired a graphic artist who is consistently creating all of our artwork now. So now we have this, we have a look and a feel and yep. it's just an extension of who we are. It yeah. looks like our brand. It yep. is our brand. Um, and then, you know, making sure that we're using our four walls marketing and as much as we possibly four can. Walls four marketing. walls marketing is everything inside of these four yeah, walls, right? So my favorite type of marketing, Me too. I think it's really effective because mm-hmm. you're already, you're just educating your fans. It's also the right? least
0: expensive type of marketing. Yes, <laughs> um,
1: and one that I think you can measure it a little bit yeah. more. Um, you know, so we make sure that we have things like, you know, like table tents. Um, but we have to kind of balance that because we already have so much stuff on the table. So you know, we just kind of like play with things. Um, we, we've reorganized us. We've done more merch because Corey's helping to drive that, which is so amazing. Um, um, so that again, uh, merchandise is four walls marketing, but it's also an extension of us in somebody people else's home.
0: Are now wearing your brand? They're wearing in our brand. They're
1: yep. you know they're drinking from our cups. And so what then things are you doing to get it? people
0: to 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 you know uh, share the swag to promote the swag? Are you doing anything along those lines? No, or?
1: Corey's always pushing me. So like these are things I have to make decisions okay. about because also like shipping, like we don't have a direct. Um, what is it like direct ship, right? Where somebody yeah. else can ship it for us. And so shipping's kind of expensive. Yeah. So we're having a hard time like figuring out, like, what do I do with mugs? Because they don't ship well, they're bulky, whatever. So well, we there's just-
0: also companies today now that literally serve as Drop like logistics. Right? Um, so, like, you go, I can't, none of them are coming to mind right now, but you can go and like design a mug, design a t shirt. And then basically, once you're cool with what those designs are, when somebody clicks to order, the other, the company that that you, yeah design, like they'll they'll handle the the, the so you never actually yeah, have to Yeah, it's a direct to ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
1: yeah. Like a, or drop ship companies. My brother's involved in all of this. So, (laughs) um, but doing it from mugs is harder. Doing it with like other things a little bit easier, like shirts. It's easier to do that. Like I can, I can do that with shirts. We actually have that set up for the shirts that we sell. Um, so yeah, there, there's things like that, you know, so some of that stuff in here and then we have all of our social media marketing. Um, and so the way we do that, you know, Corey manages all of that. You know, we do Instagram. Um, I think he still does Twitter. I don't really care about Twitter. Sorry. Twitter people. uh, Uh, I think Twitter is kind of uh, fading. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then uh, he manages facebook because i don 't live in the place of the Book of Faces. I don't um,
0: live on social media. That it's, yeah. it's it's a chore for me for sure. so people yeah. love it. Bless their souls. Yeah, I like Instagram.
1: <laughs> I I manage my own yeah. like the SPK cooks my public Instagram account. Um, I manage that. Corey manages my public Facebook account. Um, and I'm I'm really transparent with people about that. Like my friends will come in and be like, I saw you post on Facebook, and I was like, Girl, that wasn't me. Um, so <laughs> well, I think it's good
0: to be transparent about it and to be. I mean, we're getting to a point now where there's just too much. I think expected from a restaurant operator to wear yeah. all these hats. You yeah. know, and it. It's not, I think, Corey said something that's really powerful. You gotta let me in. Yeah. And as long as you let whoever's doing those things into your fine. inner circle, yeah. and they're a part of the brand because they're part, because the, they're not, you're not outsourcing it like a separate identity yeah. you're basically just hiring a, you're hiring a new team member exactly oh yeah absolutely yeah, he's part of, of our like management that. team 100%. exactly 100 like
1: we call him our marketing manager it has to be within yeah and uh, i think absolutely. that's
0: one of the key things that people lose when they outsource there's like oh like you know you put together a few images and keep our our, our instagram fresh it's so much bigger than that it has that. to be
1: he's speaking with my voice yes i'm paying him to speak as me yeah so like and there there always has to be this accountability so for a long time it was like Hey, send me what you're going to post. Like yeah. you can't post until I, uh, you okay. know, I approve it. Yeah. And now we're at a point where, like, we're at a good clip, and him. he can. I trust him. He knows what I'm looking for. Um, you know, but I still, I'm still watching. Yeah. You know, and so if there's something that's a little off, like it can be two words. So was like, it all- hey, change this to that, and he gets gotcha. it done. Was this
0: all going down before, or after you went back on the Food Network for uh, the Food Network Star, the next Food Network? What oh my gosh!
1: Show? Oh, this I hired Corey after Food Network star for sure. Okay, well I'm sure because di- I wasn't even on social media until after that.
0: you used to wear those wearable mics. Is I am. I am. I'm so used to wearing
1: like a TV mic, maybe right? A little lav mic right speed here. speed bagging so. my
0: microphone So yeah, I'm. I
2: um.
1: I didn't hire Corey until after that because I didn't do social media at all, like in any way, shape, or form, except for a Facebook account for the restaurant because somebody who worked for Facebook, who's ended up being a really great friend. She was in charge of, um, what's it called? Um, Oh my gosh. I can't even it's what right. Anyways, her name's Sarah. She's super badass. So she was on the executive team for Facebook and her parents live in the neighborhood. Nice. And so she was like, uh, you need a Facebook page. I was like, I don't, you know. want to do it. I said that. And she yeah. was like,
2: Yes. So she (laughs) set it up
1: for me. And then there it was. And I like kind of did stuff on it every once in a while when I'd be like, oh, I should log into that thing. (laughs) Um, And so anyhow, uh, I ended up on Food Network Star. So what happened is I was on the 50th. We
0: were the fourth out of 12 people. You made it to the fourth cut, right?
1: I did. I made it to the last cut. I was on all 11 episodes. Oh, wow. So That's um, great.
0: I mean, you didn't win, but at the same time, that's four episodes of promotion.
1: Oh, no, 11 episodes. 11 episodes. Sorry, I was I on, I I was so was on every You're single the, episode. Yeah. I won nine out of 11 competitions. It's cool. That's pretty awesome. It was kind of amazing. Yeah. It was a really great time. You know what it was? It was a time for me to learn about myself. Mm. Like, what in did a way, learn I, never about had. I learned that I am really good at playing games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, you have a game. This is what we have to do. That's how you win. I got this. Um, <laughs> You're good at listening to the rules. I'm I good at listening yeah. to the rules and also listening to the rules because what they whatever rules they like, whatever rules are missing, like I'd find the holes, mm, the loop. I'd find the loop every time. Nice. They're like, oh, you have you have to make a cheesecake and you only have this much time or you have to make this and I'm like I want to make the cheesecake They're like you only have this much time I'm like um hey because uh, I know how the schedule goes I'm like are we gonna break for lunch after we're done they're like yeah I'm like can we ask you how to handle our food in any way we want at the break they're like yeah I was like awesome Ah. Cool, because I'm gonna make a cheesecake and y'all need to put that shit in the freezer. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so like yeah. it's about being smarter than the guy next to you. It's yeah. not about being the better cook necessarily, or about being the better host. Ultimately, it was. You see that all the right? time in these shows. I don't watch a <clears throat> ton of the shows, yeah.
0: but it, so so many times people get disqualified because they didn't follow the rules. And like, oh, like you didn't, you know, this, that that's delicious, but sorry, like you broke the rules and the
1: cut. I'm really good at following the rules and I'm
0: really good, good at breaking them. In. Yeah, ooh.
1: That's it. Like you yeah. have to be able to do both. You have to know which rules you can break or where you can bend that nobody else is looking.
0: It sounds like you're friends with Bill Belichick. I don't
2: I don't know Patriots who's that? Sorry. Patriots
0: uh, uh, head coach. I suck at I suck at who's it. always football. accused of being a cheater.
2: Oh. Yeah. No,
1: so like it's not about <laughs> cheating. It's about knowing like it's about knowing solidly what are the rules. It's creating a
0: slight edge.
1: And then knowing where you find your yeah, edge. Yeah. But I think that's the way you win in anything. Exactly. Right? Where like where's my edge in business? Okay, my edge in business personality. It it is. It's about but it's not personality for just me. It's yeah. about personality for my whole team. People mm. are like, You have the best employees. How do you hire them? And I say, you know what? I don't hire skills, I hire people. Mm. Cause I can't fix that by the time they get here. I love it. Are you a, are you a genuine person? Do you care about other people? I can teach. Don't know. I can never fix. Don't care.
0: Is there, I mean, I can't believe we're, I think we're on the timeline. We're like 2013, 2014 now,
1: 2013 food network star, super amazing experience. Don't win. Come home. You ready for this? (laughs) Damaris Phillips, who's the most amazing human and did win. And I'm so stoked that it was her. Um, She was filming. Her um, first week of, you know, the show that she yeah. won having and I had just come home from traveling because, you know, when you do that, you get like tons of opportunities to travel and cook for different people and be in different places. So I was on the road two, three weeks out of the month after that. I mean, like I was constantly yeah. traveling. It was awesome, but also hard because I had little kids. Um, so I come home from a trip and I, I literally just pulled into my driveway and my manager uh, at the time she called and she was like, um... The wall is mushy. Like, what do you mean the wall is mushy? What does that mean? She's like, "Um, we just like put a foot through a wall. And I'm like, I need you to get a knife and cut that wall open. (laughs) What? Get a steak knife and saw. So much water. Oh my gosh. So a pipe had burst. Oh man. And we had a catastrophic flood. So I lost on the other side, the original side of the restaurant from um, 15 feet in. Uh, all the way through the entire um, you know, dining area, through the entire service station, my dish pit, and my walk-in. Wow. So at one point, you could stand almost at the front door and see out to the back dock. Wow. It was insurance? catastrophic. It was the literal <laughs> best insurance ex- <laughs> e- experience that anyone could ever ask for. What? I know people are always like, oh, insurance. I'm like, I... Don't know how or why, but I am forever grateful for the insurance like experience I had. They, you know what? I went to him and I said, I just need to know that I can put this back together and then I can pay my team. I don't care about the profitability I'm losing. Yeah. I need to know you're going to pay my team. I know you can't pay them any more than the tips that they claimed, right? Like they get paid based on their history, yeah. what they're making, but I need to know they're going to get paid. These are real people's lives. It's not just mine. Mm. I had 20-something employees at the time. And he comes back with, all right. So, I mean, and I was super chill during the, like, I mean, I was chill as in, yeah. like, I was, like, crying a lot. but
0: <laughs> <laughs> As but chill as one could be. As chill
1: as one could be yeah. when, like, you've lost your restaurant yeah. and you're down and you're not making any money and right? all these people still have to get paid, yeah, exactly. right?
0: Um, so which element of your insurance did you have that allowed you to recover from this? Like, what parts of the, do you remember, Like a, the, like, the type of insurance you had?
1: God it was my umbrella coverage and I had I I had a Loss line on there maybe. for lost wages yep. and so There's I think f- that making sure that you check you check line items on your insurance because you know you're going to have a catastrophe yeah. not because you're hoping you don't have that one. Like know it's going to happen to you at some point, yep. whether it's a flood or a fire or like now they have uh EPLI coverage, you know, like in case you have an employment, um, you know, issue and you need to be able to defend yourself in court, you know, and you can get like coverage for that. There's just so many different ways to get coverage Yeah, and like an, ounce of prevention is totally it long, long worth way. it. It goes a really yeah. long way, and so I, I had great coverage, and I, I pretty much maximized it during that time. I mean, we were out an absurd amount of money. I was down for seven weeks, so and did, then, you, did
0: you get that lost weight? The lost revenue covered too.
1: They did cover the lost so revenue. These too. These are big
0: things they have. So yeah. I did a whole episode. <laughs> I can't remember. I forgive me. I can't remember the name of the gentleman that I had on the show, but he's an expert on restaurants. Uh, um insurance basically um, and go with like an A-rated here. cover. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: Like an A-rated insurance company too. Like don't go cheap.
0: Yeah, I will be sure to <clears> link <throat> to that episode where he, cool. where he lists all the different types of elements that your restaurant insurance should include to protect yourself. It's a very yeah. powerful episode. Uh, so Jared, for don't that. forget to link to that in the show notes. Thank you, Jared. We all love Jared. <laughs> Yay, Jared. I don't know you, but good
1: looking out. <laughs> he's,
0: he's, he's good at what he does. He's so, part of the team. Yes, absolutely. Can't do it without the team. Yeah. Um, anything that we haven't discussed up to <clears> this <throat> point uh, that, that's relative to your story, uh, I know we're we're missing basically from like 2014 to like present day. There's a lot of time that has elapsed. Uh, anything that's worth, stories worth bringing to the surface that we can learn from before we start to go to the, the speed round?
1: Well, I think, you know, your name is Restaurant Unstoppable, right? The name yeah. of the, the podcast <laughs> is Restaurant Unstoppable. So when we had to hard stop um, and had that flood, <laughs> it taught me a lot of things because we were done. We were down. Yeah. There was nothing moving, no moving parts, literally. Yeah. Wasn't selling nothing and so when we were down i was able to see catch your all of bit. the. i yeah. know sorry
0: <laughs> no i'm talking about catching your breath in uh oh i'm the, trying to catch my breath <laughs> here too but
1: um we were i was able to see all the pieces that were broken mm. i was able to see like where we were broken in training because i had the time to look at it yeah
0: <coughs> thank you i feel so bad uh stacy is a trooper uh showing up uh recovering from her i keep forgetting it. it was not bronchitis it's but pneumonia. pneumonia thank you uh so we're gonna give her a, a a second to. Oh rec- man, so sorry. Yeah, no, I was like, I was doing good. You're on a trooper. Sudden. You're a trooper. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. the restaurant
1: was down for that seven weeks. We figured out the places it was broken, and then during that time, we also were burglarized.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Um, and vandalized because they came in and they were like super PO'd that there was no money, so they decided to just like wreck the place, which <laughs> it was already wrecked. Like things were everywhere, and it was so disheartening. Like, like gallons of vinegar poured on the floor so then it ruined my floor so then i had to fix my floor on top of it and then um a f- like a f- six days after that i was i think i was just so emotionally wrecked and exhausted i was actually on my way to speak at a women's leadership conference and i got in a car accident and oh i totaled my, gosh. my catering van oh yeah and then i totaled the man's car in front of me and then we hit somebody else in front of him and it was horrible, but I will tell you the thing that I learned is the amount of like good in the world. Mm. Like I don't know, I don't know that I'd ever been more down, even more so than during Restaurant Impossible, because I felt like I had worked so hard to yeah. build this thing. I was and like, everything on was out of
0: your control. Yeah, and I was yeah. on the
1: top of my game professionally, yeah. having come from you know uh, Food Network star. I was traveling all over the country, like I was in demand as a chef in all these places, and that was like a new experience yeah. for me, like top of my game to this like lowest Boom. of low, like yeah. one, two, three. But the thing that got me was that day with the man whose truck I totaled in front of me. <clears throat> he comes to my window, and he was like, "The baby, where's the baby? Is the baby okay?" And I like literally had to be like, "Is my baby in the car?" Like, and he'd seen the car seat fly. Oh. <laughs> And I was like, she's not here. She's not in the car. She's okay. I broke my wrist, but like everything else was fine. And he was like, okay, then we're good.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, dude,
1: I just freaking totaled your car Yeah, but (laughs) and totaled my car. And I was like, this will heal, whatever. And we hit this poor guy and the poor guy in front of us, he'd just gotten his car back from having been in another rear end accident. (laughs) And he was like, whatever. It's cool. I'm fine. My car will get fixed again. They were so sweet and kind and like loving. The man had just had a kid 10 days before.
2: Mm.
1: And he was like, he's like, that's what matters. Yeah. None of the rest of this matters. Yeah. And that's what I encountered here too. And so after being down for seven weeks, my crew was so tight and loved each other so much and loved this place so much. And ultimately showed up for me yeah. so much that even though these are like tip based employees, they all showed up. And then guess what? The community all showed up I love it. and our sales went up. 15% after we reopened the doors and they never dipped. Wow. Like that's crazy. So it just shows me like how much love there yeah. is and how caring people are and how much people want to show up for each other. I know there's a lot of discussion right now about, you know, uh, people not hearing each other and people not, um, being in tune with each being other, dis- or not caring yeah, and being words. disconnected. I don't, I don't always buy that, yeah, because I get to experience the opposite of that. Yeah. But I think it's about being open.
0: Exactly, right? you know. But uh, like, I, I say it all the time. Like I think mm-hmm. that for the most part, people are good. For the yeah. most part, people are good, and we're gonna have that that like that douchebag, that dick, that, that, that person that that's just gonna like. There's gonna be these people that will vandalize, and they're like twenty percent, mm-hmm. you know. And don't let that twenty percent ruin you because. When they have ruined you, they've won. They're pulling you to their side. They're going to make you yeah. less less trusting. And, well, and
1: whatever their attitude is, yeah. it has nothing to do with you ultimately. Yeah. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly.
0: But the things you have to have that mentality that most people are good because yeah. if once you once you've lost hope, then you you've gone to the other side because you're less likely to help the next person. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I love that. Um, one question. Well, actually, before I ask that question, is there anything that you want to bring as far as like who, your story, your knowledge, anything, any uh, thing that's near and dear to your heart right now that you oh. want to create awareness around before starting to go to the speed round.
1: So everything that's happened since then, right? So that's like all of the stuff that happened on TV and then my son and I were on a TV show together and he totally kicked ass in one because he's amazing. Um, So everything that's happened like sort of non publicly since then and all of the continued success that we have um, is because of two things. It's because of a team that cares, right? This is like my recurring theme. And the second thing is because of fearless Mm. change. I am fearless when it comes to changing. I'm going to educate myself. I'm going to research it, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go all in and make changes all the way, what all, kind all of change along are we the talking way. About? I'm talking about every kind of change. I'm talking menu change. I'm talking uniform change. I'm talking like you know what, like decor. I can only go so far with decor because it was on TV and it's a big yeah.
0: deal. Yeah, people are expecting it when <clears> they come here.
1: Yeah, but I actually have a change on the books that for the last two years that'll make the space even better. But I just keep not being able to afford it because like yeah. bigger things come up. And that's fine. Um, but yeah, like I'm always looking for technology that's gonna, you know, um, add to my business. I'm looking, you know, thing- question for that. Later. I know I saw. <laughs> sorry. Um, and you know, I'm looking, I'm looking for, um, ways to engage with our community, um, that are different. I'm looking for so and
0: growth is what I'm <clears throat> hearing and not being afraid of change and not being afraid to, well, growth is re- change. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. and
1: change is growth. And, so many people don't do it when they're restaurant tours. I think, especially because they find some lane and they go, well, we're successful here. Yeah, but the world around you is changing. Yeah. So you can stay in your lane, but you better, you got to like m- move and shake yeah. it and adapt. Yeah. And also like um, the reality of my particular, um, you know, business being that we have a lot of retirees is that people pass. Hmm. And these are our consistent people, the ones that come in seven days a week yeah. and they come in with our partner. And so if one partner passes, oftentimes it's too painful for the other partner to yeah, come back in.
0: Not, or, or unfortunately,
1: <clears throat> or they're not able to <laughs> <It's all
0: right. laughs> keep hitting your mic
1: <laughs> or, or they're not able to get here because they're not, they don't have the mobility or they're not allowed to drive or they're in a home. It's a sad thing to say too,
0: but usually once one, They've the partner you. splits, the other ones aren't too far behind. I know, yeah. especially
1: when they're really close. I mean, yeah. we've experienced it. It's the, it is the worst part of what yeah, we do because imagine. we love them yeah. so much. So. That's, that's a real deal. Like, I have attrition when it comes to our guests in a way that other restaurants yeah. don't. So I'm constantly, like, wooing the young people. Well, you I'm like, I need that, like, you know, that sexy, like... 18 to 35 demographic, but even more than like, cause that's good. That fills me in and in like the weekends and these other spots, so, but even more than that, I need the young family. So I have to market to them differently. To them. Yeah. Yeah. So then I'm always looking like, how do I, how do I do that? Like, does that mean I need to change my uniform? Does that ne- mean I need to do this? So I'm constantly asking myself questions like mm-hmm. what direction am I driving? And like right now I'm really expanding our vegan options because mm-hmm. it's that's something right somehow that like I, I've become known for over time. And, and the reason why is that we're just very open to anybody with any kind of food restriction. And so vegans started coming here and then I was like, well, yeah, I'll make you a, a vegan patty from scratch. Cause I don't believe in like the processed food. That's real hard for yeah. me. So, you know, we do that. And then like, we're named like one of the top vegan sandwiches in San Diego. I'm like, well shit. Now people are like, Hey, what else do you yeah, have that's vegan? I'm yeah. like, Oh, well this is an opportunity for me to expand our business. So like there's all these changes and like I rotate things in and out of the menu, which people Staying love and hate. You what what have I'm to stay a- Fresh, yeah, Yeah, which can be exhausting and
0: scary and scary for well,
1: yeah, you have to manage that, right? Like, I think fear is a great motivator in Mm -hmm. some ways. Like, if I'm afraid of it, there's got to be a reason, so I want to like. I want to like really drill down and find out like where is my fear coming from, right? Is it fear because like I'm afraid it's going to take me a lot of time and pull me away from my family? Am I afraid because I think that it's going to cost me a lot of money and I'm not going to get a good you know return on investment? Like where is it coming from? So if I can like nail that down, I can explore like is this a is this a healthy you take the strangeness
0: out of it? You explore like whatever it is that's scary, you lean into the fear, you lean into the what the scary stuff.
1: Listen, I live a life that's all about healthy risks, so like I jump out of airplanes for fun. Like this is just like I like you know ride motorcycles. We're good.
0: <laughs> uh, I didn't cut you short in that <clears throat> thought did I no awesome so the I last know, I question I'm going to ask before we go to the speed no you don't you're doing perfect uh, the last question I, I want to ask all my guests is uh, before going to the speed round uh, the, the mission statement is to inspire empower and transform the industry and I do that by making an example of people like you but how have you transformed who are you today who are the, who's the woman you are today versus the woman you were getting started in this industry
2: oh
1: hmm. that's a really great question who am I now versus then um, I think I'm uh, well, let's see, I'm much older <laughs> which is very helpful um, because I've had time and I think time affords us so many opportunities mm-hmm. to reflect so, oh, hi um, so, you know, I've had more time to reflect um, and understand what matters to me mm-hmm. and that's helpful um, I think who am I now versus who I was then um
0: it's a tough question.
1: Well it is. I think I'm somebody who's quicker to listen and not as quick to share, which is funny in this situation. Well this, that's is like what jo- this is your This is your time do. to share, yeah. Um I think that I'm more transparent than I've ever been. Um you could tell
0: when in 2011 watching you talk and open up, it was hard. Yeah. You know, it was, hard. and it, you know, you've seen the power mm. in that and it's very yeah. like vulnerability is a very powerful thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's important to ask for help when you need it. Right.
1: Oh, I think that's like the biggest lesson yeah. that I've learned. Like it's important to ask for help when you need it. And uh, I think that, um, I think I'm just more settled into like who I am as a human being and like what matters in my world. I know I said that, but like that that is everything. I love it. You know, like I I'm not wondering what I should do or where I should go. Um, I take the time that it takes to to think about what it is I want to do and where it is I want to go, I and love then it. I go there. I go there fearlessly and I go there boldly. And sometimes I go the frigging wrong direction
0: <laughs> hard. You don't know until you know that. And then that. I own it. it.
1: Yeah, and I go, exactly. hey team, we Oops. went the wrong way.
0: No, yeah. You can't knock it out of the park every <laughs> Let's time. Let's go that way. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you hit a foul ball. Yeah, oh yeah, um, plenty. <laughs> you know, But you know,
1: like I leave room for that now and I yeah. laugh at myself and I go, well, you know, we, <laughs> I'll never forget the power was off I, that wasn't my fault like SDGE, a yeah, yeah. power company like there was a power outage and it wasn't planned it just happened yeah. right and it was
0: mother's day uh oh yeah On breakfast
1: second busiest day yeah. of the year okay and i walk in and my team had told me they came in to open at like 5:30 and they came in and they're like uh no power and i'm like i'll be there soon
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know
1: so i walk in and i have my phone and i'm like blasting a, like some silly song like super silly song and Tony yeah. she was like what are you doing? I was like, well, we could sit here and cry about it or we could dance. (laughs) Like that's kind of who I've become.
0: Yeah. Right. Like some things are out of your control and there's no need and no sense in losing your shit (laughs) when you have no control over it. Just ride it out, you know, and make the, make the most of it. Right. That's what I'm picking up from you.
1: That's, that's a hundred percent it. Like we don't know everything and we're not supposed to, right. We can do our best. It's okay to not know, but we have to, there's a, there's a poet, um, Uh, called um, uh, Rainier Maria Rilke. Um, And he, he has a poem that I love where he's talking about like living the question, right? Like we have to live the question. We have to like get in there and do our best and we don't know and we're not supposed to know because if we knew it would probably be too much we wouldn't do it the right way anyways so you live the question you get in there you get comfortable being uncomfortable (laughs) and you go yes I love this
0: I love this this has been a great conversation thank you so much Stacey Uh, we're going to take one more quick break to thank our sponsors and we're going to try to wrap this conversation up under two hours Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's been a blast it's it's, not uh, did
1: I get a record longest ever
0: (laughs) Uh, I've had to split a couple up between two episodes but I think I'm throwing that out the window I'm going Joe Rogan style. I'm just letting it go. If if the conversation's going, why stop it? That's how I feel. So one more quick break to thank your sponsors. We'll be right back to wrap up a true speed round. Bento Box is more, much, much more than just another restaurant website developer. It is a hospitality platform designed to disrupt third-party services that come between the restaurant and the guest. Bento Box puts the restaurant first and offers tools that drive high-margin revenue directly through the restaurant website. These tools allow you to easily update menus, promote and sell events, share your press and media attention with the world, sell gift cards, take care catering orders, and much, much more. In other words, Bento Box puts you in control so that you can focus on what matters most, your restaurant. Bento Box is trusted and loved by over 5,000 restaurants worldwide because they empower restaurants to own their presence, profits, and relationships online. Sign up today at getbento.com slash unstoppable. One more time, that is getbento.com slash unstoppable unstoppable we're back and the first question I have for you is what is your it factor a habit a trait a characteristic you believe most contributes to your success communication what is your biggest weakness communication ooh how is that your strength and your weakness
1: <laughs> because sometimes it's a lot right? I say too much uh, over I overcommunicate. people are like you're, you're beating a dead horse yeah like, we, we got it yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what's one question you ask or thing you look for during the interview process kindness Mm, how do you know when you see kindness? Is it just a gut feeling?
1: It, it, it's not just a gut feeling. It's in like it's in all the in between moments. Okay. Do they ask where their cup should go if they'd had a glass of water? Are they considerate? Do they do they say please mm-hmm. when somebody um, you know offers them something to drink? Because they always make sure somebody smiling? offers them something to drink. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> interviews are interesting because really kind people can be so nervous that they yeah. just can't smile in the beginning yeah, true. Um, uh, kindness and a sense of humor like you literally can't work for me if you don't have a sense of humor like <laughs> it's will. not going to happen we're not <laughs> going to be hard. friends like yeah. we need to be able to laugh because some shit goes really wrong and if we can't laugh at <laughs> yeah. it at the end of the day like we don't exactly. belong together I love it. so I ask a hilarious question I always ask some super fucking wacky question and it is this you're all welcome you're all welcome to use <laughs> it if you were somebody in a circus, the old school, three ring circus, who would you be? Ready? Go, Eric. Answer it.
0: Ooh, the lion tamer. Yeah. I don't know. I have always thought it's really badass to no. <laughs> be able to look a lion. To make a lion jump through a hoop. Yeah. Like that lion, it can eat you and it knows it can eat you. But to like have that confidence that you can trick a lion yeah. into jumping through a hoop. Is like just impressive, in my opinion. I don't know.
1: Bravo. Well done. Uh, not bad for on the
0: spot, right? <laughs> well, yeah,
1: no, that's great. So that's the, that's the idea, okay? Yeah. People ask us weird ass shit in the restaurant. And you had to be able to come up with an answer <laughs> and have a smile on your face when you're it. doing it. So I ask people the weirdest questions to see how they behave when they're uncomfortable.
0: Ah, oh, that's cool. I like it. So the next question is what is your biggest challenge today? Time. How are you managing time?
1: just yeah how am I managing it how much I have where I spend it
0: so how are you how are you combating that challenge
1: it's different every day it's di- literally different every day. I also um, have switched over to, like, everything being electronic for me. So I track everything electronically. Yep. I have my, my I use Todoist to keep my lists. I use Todoist for my management team to delegate out to them so I can, you know, track what they're doing and they can respond to me on projects and that kind of thing. There's
0: a question for <clears throat> technology, but I'll ask now oh, real quick. Yeah. Um, and then we can come back to the technology question later. But what, what lists... Tools are you using?
1: So I use Todoist, and then I use um, reminders in my iPhone. I'm constantly telling Siri to remind me. She's my favorite personal assistant. She's kind of got a bitchy voice, (laughs) but I'm like, "Yo, Siri, uh, remind me to call this person tomorrow or make this gift certificate," so I can be on the spot and get something done. I'm not going to lose a piece of paper, right? So um, I I use the heck out of Siri. Mm -hmm. Um, My calendar is everything because I can share it with my family. I don't even Um, know what I'm
0: doing the next day anymore. Literally until the night before, I'm like, (sighs) "What's tomorrow look like?" Oh. Cool. exactly so all of those <laughs> things are huge yeah. and
1: then um we are utilizing um you know technology for time management in the restaurant as well so we switched over to toast as our point of sale system this year we added yelp um, waitlist which is really helping us with our efficiency efficiencies excuse me at the host stand and that's really helping we'll us communicate better with I'm, our i want to put that staff. in the back burner because
0: cool. i want to pull back layers on that but let's get to the next question which is share one code of conduct or behavior you teach your team this is a core value a way to be
1: a way to be a core value okay so the very first thing that we talk about in orientation is that we give vintage like our our goal is to provide vintage hospitality to our guests and so then i talk about what that means vintage hospitality is like that old school gas station attendant hospitality where like johnny comes out to the car and he's filling you up with gas but in the meantime he's also like asking you how you know how your son is and how that baseball game went and he's like washing your window at the same time and he's like hey you know pop your trunk and or pop your hood and you, know, you pop your hood and he's like oh you're low on some washer fluid let me get that for you and top it off and you know in the meantime you came there for gas yeah that's it but what you had was a genuine interaction with somebody who cares about you i love it so they're going above and beyond but it's not above and beyond it's just what they do
0: i love it beautiful stuff share one uh uncommon standard of service you teach your team so maybe this is a double dipper i don't know the last one was kind of close to this but something that you do within your four walls that four wall marketing that we're talking about earlier to go above and beyond what's expected from the guest
1: um. So when it's slower and we're not just like literally running to get things where they need to be, my favorite thing to do is challenge my team to learn three new names.
2: Mm. So, like, that's, hey.
1: How do you going, track that? So I don't. I just, I ask them to tell me. Who, so whose names did you learn? And okay. And tell me about them. So that's. That's that thing where I'm pushing them to find. Yeah, I'm pushing them to find that way to like create vintage hospitality because vintage hospitality doesn't exist in a vacuum. It exists because we are connecting. Yeah, because we are creating it on mm-hmm. a day to day basis on a guest to guest basis. I love
0: it. Share one book that's a must read to makes a better person or restaurant operator.
1: Holy cow! I read a lot.
0: <laughs> I know it's gonna be tough to pick one, right?
1: Um. Oh, I don't like picking what Pick I two. suck. Okay, great. Um, all right. So I, because I came up in this corporate zone and it's what we did, I find them very helpful. I think One Minute Manager is still it's a classic. Book. It's such a great thing. And it's because my team, like they manage their own sections. They manage their own part of the business. I tell them all the time, like you are the business. Yeah. So um, I think that is such an awesome book and it's so easy and yeah. fast, right? Yeah. Um, I think and- it's
0: literally like a one hour audio book. Where it, listen... It's um, fast. Or maybe it's two hours. It's like, it's, I don't know. Book. I don't audio. Oh, <laughs> so, so for me, it's audio. like a super fast, yeah, read. you know, you like book. flip
1: through. It's a short book. It has like 10 examples of the same thing in every chapter. So yeah. you can just kind of skim, <laughs> um, but you walk away feeling like, Oh, you know, you just kind of get it more. Um, there's that. And then like on a personal note, um, I think that, you know, to make you a better person, uh, I think that Mark Nepo's book of awakening mm. is just an awesome daily read so it's got like little short excerpts about life or ponderings um he went through having you know cancer treatments and it was just kind of like his journal from that time so it really it, it's like things to give you pause during the day ways to think about life um you know ideas to journal about or meditate about or whatever um, i meditate every day it makes my life a whole different life
0: um how do you find time
1: you make time. You mm. make time for anything that's important. That's the it. reality. I love it. So every morning I get up earlier than everybody else and I make my pot of coffee and I sit on my porch for you know 15 minutes. And You've
0: got to build it. you got to block out the time. You've got to make it a part of your routine.
1: If it's important, yeah. you will do it. If I have 20 minutes to scroll through bullshit on Instagram, I have 20 minutes to go meditate or 20 minutes to go work out. How did you learn wheel? how to
0: meditate?
2: Um, my, I think my I f-
1: dad taught me when I was really young okay. and then I kind of walked away from it. I did it in college, right? Cause it's super stressful. And then I walked away from it from a, for a really long time. And then, um, I maybe, what is that? Nine months ago had a, had a friend,
2: sorry, um, totally no, it's okay. Sure.
1: So I had a friend kind of inspire me to, to get back to it and yep. suggested a, um, a meditation app. And so now I use insight timer. Okay. And, I use Headspace, which I really I like. I used Headspace yeah. first. Like, Homeboy's voice is amazing. Uh, right? Like, he's, Australian. Yeah, yeah, he's like this super great voice. And so I used to, every day after drop off, I'd go um, sit at um, Mission Trails Regional yeah. Park, which we're named after. And I would sit and meditate there for a while. But, like, for whatever reason, I wasn't completely connecting yeah. with everything on Headspace, or it was like too structured. You have to go from A to B to C. And I'd I like to be a little bit more like free. Yeah, in I my don't experience. use it
0: anymore. But when you're first learning how to meditate, like, you're just like, what do I do? I just sit here and like, what, what, what next? Yeah. Like if if you're not familiar with it, you need a coach to teach you how to med. And really like, I think the great way to do it is just focusing on breath, just like getting out of your head and focusing on one thing. Yeah. And like warm on the that, way out
1: and cool, on, exactly. or cool warm on the way in and cool uh, on the way out. But right, Headspace, what was the thing that you mentioned? So uh, Insight Timer, it has 24,000 free meditations and many of them are guided. Then there's also like Soundscape. So once you kind of like get into the zone where you're meditating um, with a little bit, you know, more ease and you're more practiced at it, you can also just set up a timer with some sounds and things that you like in the background and do that. Um, there are courses, but then you have to pay for the premium, yeah. which I totally did because I was like, worth every dime. (laughs) Um, And so then there's courses that you can do with like different teachers. You can follow teachers. You can bookmark things that you love. So it's just like this endless. It's kind of like podcasting. There's like all of this knowledge base and it's just there to like help you grow and also like give you a space to like. I feel like as you can move through your day, you kind of like tighten into a ball and it allows me to like unravel everything and gives me an opportunity to look at it all yeah. and go, oh. I think you,
0: by the way, I think you might've officially broken that record now. Yes. <laughs> Hang out with me. I, I'm loving God it. If you just, come
1: to the restaurant, I just I'm feel bad. Like
0: I'm abusing your voice right now, but I'm loving every moment of this conversation. Cool. Just so, you know,
1: so I, I, this is, this is Eric really nicely being like Stace. This is a speed round. Go fast.
0: No, no, no seriously. I, I could, I could go all day. Um, you're doing great. What is, what is, one service, this is a new question. So this is not technology, this is people. Mm-hmm. This is an an expert, uh, an authority, somebody, like you mentioned, your marketer. Mm-hmm. Name one person that you've reached out to that has a service that you just rave about, that has helped you in your business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My marketing uh, manager, Corey. Corey, yeah, what's at the name of his Wayfront. Wayfront? Yeah. He's extraordinary. Like Thank Everything you. he does is extraordinary. He's young and he's hungry and he's... Full of fresh ideas, but he's always reaching to learn and he gives 120%.
2: Look
0: out, Corey. Every time. I hope you have room for a few more clients. You're going to get a couple calls. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Name one service. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Name one. This is the technology question. What technology you've adopted? You've already listed Toast, uh, Yelp. Mm -hmm. Uh, no wait what else? I mean do you want to dive into those a little bit further
2: yeah
1: absolutely so Yelp no wait um, was something Corey brought to me that some of his other restaurant concepts have have used and he was like hey listen he's like I know that you're always resistant to new things initially because sometimes I am I'm like I don't want to think about anything else right now he's like just take a look at this like here's a he knows me too he's like snapshots yeah read these three things I'm like oh yeah cool like let's set up a meeting I have time next week great okay so you know we set up a meeting sit down like and that's the thing he knows about me I want to face to face if I can talk to a Person, that. then we have you know you have ninety percent higher chance. If you're not going to make the time to make time for me, yeah. we're not going to do. You're this. talking
0: to the person that drives across the country <laughs> to sit do down instead of do a Skype or uh, you know whatever. You yes. thank uh, you for that because no, I pleasure. think it
1: matters so much. It's part of why I don't do the Book of Faces because I don't care about that. I care about this. I mm. care about this one-on-one. I care about like truly the, connecting. Book of
0: Faces. The Book of Faces. Like, the the book of fuck faces.
1: Yeah. Oh, faces. <laughs> 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 so I'd rather sit down with you for exactly. you know a half hour once a year, yep. but know that like we're really having a connection then like it's see that you went to like so you know ethiopia and then the other day you were at your grandma's house like i don't care like i don't know like tell yeah. me that in person Anyways. or are you right
0: now in this moment right yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So um, anyhow, uh, so yeah, Yelp No Wait has been extraordinary. It's such a low cost for uh, the amount of business it can drive. So it's really reduced the amount of open seats that we have during well, the day. Business
0: it drives, but, but beyond that, if you're a waitlist operation, if you don't do reservations, yeah. it's just a, an incredible tool to organize your waitlist, yeah. to streamline your waitlist. To I mean, why Think about the the amount of people that leave. Uh-huh. because they, sh- they show up and there's a line. W- yeah. Whereas... Well,
1: that still happens. So people join prob- the waitlist. This is my biggest pet peeve, is that they join the waitlist And when they leave, they don't remove themselves from the uh-huh. wait list. So then I'm like...
0: But isn't there like a minimum, like a 10 minute like window that they have? To I like- give them five. Okay.
1: Like my business is too fast for that. Yeah. Like I'm going to give you five. And usually like if you get to three, I'm like... Well, the process, I'm going to call the next person, yeah. and I think there's going to be another table in a few minutes. So for a little context,
0: to... though, like the way like you show up to the restaurant or online, you give your name, <clears throat> the amount of people in your party, uh-huh. and your phone number. Yep. Right. So you're getting text messages the entire yeah. time. Your table will be ready in 15 minutes. Your table will be ready in five minutes. So yeah. it's not like they got to time it. Like there's, it's proactive.
1: They can be proactive, but not all of them yeah. are. So when the users are proactive, it's amazing. And we did something. We set up a three-mile geofence okay. to really hook up our core community, okay. like the people that have like taken care of us through the whole thing. So these are people that live right here. The, a lot of them have yeah. kids. And so I'm like, hey, listen, like if you can do this from home, Like, I know you live three minutes away. Like, you can do this from home. And so when you see, like, you're getting closer, just head over. And then it makes it possible for young families to tolerate an hour wait on the weekend. So we get to still watch people's kids grow up. Well,
0: you also respect their time because now they can... Get in line, yeah. run an errand, you know, yeah. you know, it's just better communication. It's better use of time for yeah. everybody. It's a great tool.
1: People thank us every single weekend. Yep. Thank you so much. I'm like, oh my God, you're welcome. Thank you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, it's great. People hike the mountain and like on their way down. I want to to check out mountain these mountain. trails you're talking Yo, about. Yo, the trails are amazing. Yeah. I'll tell you all about them later. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, they'll like be hiking and then they'll just text like, or, you know, join the wait list from Yelp and it's been great. So that has been great. Toast has been great. I feel like it's a, um, it's a really user friendly easy um you know system and the best part of it is that it allows me to update things in real time so i can be completely off site i could be this really happens like i can be in europe um we go to europe often in our family and so like i can be in england and they can be like hey um the special didn't put on i'm like oh god i missed that before (laughs) i left sorry you know and then like go from my phone and like literally push seven or eight buttons and like voila boom yeah, I push update on my phone in England and they have the special they That's need awesome. real time. That's you so know. cool. Yeah. Great so, stuff.
0: And so that was No Way. And then, you're still talking about No wait with that tool? No, that
1: was No Way. And then that was the next tool was uh, Toast. Toast. Gotcha, so, gotcha. I mean, I just really like having a cloud-based system yep. has been pretty extraordinary. And then, um, you know, because they're competing so hard with Aloha right now and basically like giving away things, yeah. I was able to put in a screen for my egg cook and like it changed everything <laughs> you know to have these like yeah. screen systems uh it's funny because all my cooks work in other restaurants too and they all have touch screen systems yep. i'm the only one who hadn't so the first time i got on the line, i was like uh it's uh cool. i don't uh i usually will run it and i'm like i can't yeah. i can't run the yeah. line right now and, like,
0: <laughs> and this is your time to shine but i will say this about toast and it's something that comes up a lot on the show um is that their customer service is amazing mm. and and that's one thing that you cannot undermine. Like, it might be more expensive. Toast might be a little bit more expensive than some of the options out there. Yeah. But you, what you get for that customer service, if your shit goes down, yeah. You need somebody to be on the other end of that call 24 seven. Always and there. Yeah. And it
1: doesn't cost you extra. Yep. Like everyone else. It's like, Oh, well help desk is going to cost you a hundred dollars a call. I'm like, really? Like it's not a, it's not my fault if your system goes down. B.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, know, and, so and they're Boston based and I'm from new England. Oh, well, so yeah. support those guys, and they? they were so great. Like
1: yeah. I, I really went not only with the technology thought I thought was going to be great, but I went with the customer service that I thought was going to be another you know, point. point. You're in San Diego
0: yeah they're in Boston and the customer service is still there for you so hundred percent of the time
1: and yep. we have uh, we have really used that along the way because the funniest thing like I think humility is a really important thing for a restaurant owner like they'll ask me like hey, how do you do this? I'm like, I have no idea like <laughs> <laughs> let's call the helpline <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's great. so this is we've gotten to the last Speak. question we've gotten to the last question this is a doozy so get ready for it. If you got the news, you'd be leaving this world tomorrow. All the memories of you, your work, and your restaurants would be lost with your departure with the exception of three pieces of wisdom Mm -hmm. that you could leave behind for the good of humanity and for your legacy. What were those three things you'd want to tie to your legacy be?
1: Um, Live from your heart. One. Yeah. Ask questions. Two. Mm. Say thank you.
0: This has been a great conversation, Stacey. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story, your knowledge, your mentorship. Wrap up every chat by calling somebody out. Think of somebody you respect and admire. That's how I found you. Yep. Our boy Sean called you out.
1: What up, Sean? Uh, <laughs> who you respect and admire uh, and
0: believe would make a great guest mentor uh, like you made for us today. Um, restaurant I, owner, preferably.
1: Yeah, restaurant owner. So there are uh, like a, a cafe. They slash restaurant owners um I would like to call out Aaron and Laura um and they are over at public square okay they are the Hendersons, they're this amazing family, and they are all about community. They really are about building community Beautiful. through their space and every single thing you do, and they every single thing they do um this is actually like their stuff right here um i work with this all day and um my husband's artwork is all over it but that's not why i'm (laughs) a fan of theirs um this is actually my husband's artwork Ah, um but uh i am fan of theirs i'm a fan of theirs because of the commitment they have to their community and the commitment they have to quality and the commitment they have to um like loving people and giving them an uh, like a platform and opportunity to shine. I love that. They're just such amazing
0: human it was beings. Erin and Lorna? Uh,
1: no, Aaron and uh, Laura. Laura,
0: Laura. Aaron and Laura. No, you're fine. I'm look, look out. I'm coming after you. I'd love to get you on the show. And What if we want to connect with you? What, what if we want to come join your team? Uh, or we have questions about what you shared with us. Is there a way we can connect on social real quick? What's the best yeah, way to connect? So
1: you can find me all over the Webberverse uh, at, at spk cooks. So Stacey Poonkini, S P K C-O-O-K-S. C-O-O-K-S. Um, again, I don't actually manage my Facebook, but Corey does. He'd be happy to pass things on to me because that's what he does with their personal. Yep. He'll shoot me a text. Um, but the... Best way to connect with me is on Instagram. That's me. You'll see me. I'm there. Sometimes I dip. Like I'll just be gone for a month. Sometimes just because like <laughs> I'm over it. And I can't. You gotta. Do.
0: I mean, it, I think <clears> it's <throat> unrealistic how much pressure is put on people to stay active on social media. Yeah, it's not realistic. But. And
1: also, it's like not always healthy to be on there all no. the time. Like okay. that's a whole other
0: conversation. Yeah, yeah, whole other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like I'm following like
1: three thousand people and I'll like be scrolling through. I'm like I don't know them. What like is, what how, am I how looking? How'd you at? get in
0: my feed? Well, listen.
1: And the weirdest yeah. thing is like. Then, like, something will catch your mm. eye, and then you start, like, really paying attention to somebody you don't actually know. Yeah. And then suddenly you're having a conversation with them. This really happened about motorcycles. Like, I'm like, oh, that's the coolest motorcycle. Oh, what do you, like, I've got, I'm in the market, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to buy, though. Anyways, yeah. we have this whole conversation. <laughs> and then a week later, we run into each other at Trader Joe's. <laughs> and, like, I keep looking, and I'm like, but I don't, like, do actually know, know this you? guy, but, yeah. like, do I know you? And then, yeah. like, he's looking at me, and I'm like, it's totally the guy. Like, I don't know. And then well, we walk out to our cars at the same time. He's like, are you, Stacy? And I'm like, are you, Joe? Like, this is so strange yeah. anyways so you can catch me and then maybe we'll <laughs> run into each other at a Trader Joe's at SPK cooks um, if you want to know more about the restaurant we're at the trails eatery all over the place again we're on we're still on Twitter we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook under that so you can kind of keep up with what's going on at the restaurant we really try to keep those two things separate so that if you want to look at both you're going to really get a feel for like who I am and what my life's like and then you'll also get a feel for like what the restaurant's doing and yep. what we're doing um, and if you want to work here um shoot me a message like via email um or on any of those places and yep. we can always talk i'm hiring hosts right yep. now
0: and this is a happening spot <laughs> you're gonna make a lot of money for your front of house tips i'm sure they do really well here very busy uh, great culture great team so
1: before we're done, I know you're trying to tie this one off. <laughs> no, I just fine. want to take a moment to say thank you to you. Oh. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to share things that I, I haven't been able to share, especially uh, you know, about people who have, have fed into me over the course of time and have been mentors to me and have you know, a- allowed me to grow because of the time that they've spent with me. Like, that was just so incredibly meaningful. Thank you so well, much. Well,
0: thank you for acknowledging that. And it's honestly uh, my pleasure. That's oh. what it's all about.
1: Yay,
0: this was great. So the, thank you again <laughs> for taking the time I'd like to share your story, your, your your knowledge, your mentorship. There is no questioning. You are unstoppable. And I almost forgot to mention this is episode 678. So head over to 678 <laughs> re- episode at restaurantunstoppable.com slash 678. I'll have a summary of today's discussion as well as a link to any tool service book that was recommended as well as... Uh, how to connect. There's a lot of tool, uh, handles and information in that. So we'll link to it all. Don't you worry. Again, episode 678. Thank you so much, Stacey Poon Kinney. There is no questioning. You are unstoppable.
2: Thanks, Eric. Cheers. Cheers.
0: <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable in the Archive. I hope you all found value in today's conversation, and I could not be more excited to announce that Restaurant Unstoppable is now on video. That's right. I'm not talking about a still cover photo with audio on YouTube. I'm not even talking about a pixelated Skype video with me and my guests in, you know, 3,000 miles apart. I'm talking in person, in the restaurant, HD video now available on YouTube. And I could not be more excited. And you're going to be like right there with us in the restaurant. You're going to get to see behind the scenes footage, hopefully. And, you know, we've recorded over 50 interviews to date. And I've been taking the restaurant unstoppable now for uh, almost two years. We've been on the road. And the natural evolution is to bring a camera and to to let you guys see my guests, let you guys see the restaurant, to let you see the real human connection that's happening there. And uh, I'm just so excited. If you guys want to See these videos, here's what you got to do. Head over to YouTube and search Restaurant Unstoppable uh, and then subscribe to future episodes or what you can do is head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash whatever episode number it is and I'll be sure going forward to have a link to that video or to that episode's video on YouTube and please subscribe and please, please, please help me spread the word about what, what, what I'm doing here with these interviews, uh, the, the you know, the finest, the most successful restaurant sharing their knowledge, sharing their values, sharing their stories to transform the industry, to, to make us all better into, uh, just, just to, you know, go in a, the right direction. Uh, I cannot be more excited. So again, head over to restaurant com. whatever today's restaurant or whatever today's episode number is, or just shoot to uh, YouTube and search restaurant unstoppable and subscribe to the face-to-face interviews and, uh, also, guys, I got to remind you to please subscribe to my emails and to find me on social media. Eric at RestaurantUnstoppable.com is the email. Social media, Eric Cacciatore in uh, Facebook slash Restaurant Unstoppable. Uh, cannot wait to connect. And I'm so, so, so excited for the future. This is going to be awesome. All right. Until next time. Peace out.